Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show. Blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Good morning, Iggy and Biggie. You're listening to this morning show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Uh, I'm. We've got a bowl of fruit. Yes, we have a bowl of fruit. Uh, West Coast edition, Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, wow, the sponsors must have really come through for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, full of fruit. It's a full house today. We've got Emily and Bill and Steve and James manning the boards, yes. boarding the man. And fruit. But and not fruit. manning the camera today. I, oh. Alas, we are not streaming... Um, so yeah, I took a shower. From so you. so yeah, you're, you're welcome, people. Up and everything, <laughs> this right? is the reason why we do a podcast <laughs> and not a vidcast. Yes. Uh, but anyhow, how, how was it? My mom doing? thinks I'm handsome. Did anyone watch The Daily Show last night? Nope. Is it still John Oliver? Yeah. yeah. It was last week. Yeah, I did. So <laughs> it was good. Hey, it's Steve. Hey, good morning. Uh, the, so Senator Rand Paul was on, and, and he's this libertarian from Tea Party guy from Kentucky. And he's part of the the group that has been. Uh, it's Paul Ryan's brother. Yeah, Paul Ryan's right, brother, right? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's uh, relative, right? <laughs> uh, it's Ian Rand's grandson. Yeah. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. Godson. Somebody. Yeah. He's Top important. Runny. Um, <laughs> Top and runny. Oh. Um, so he was on, uh, w- which was good. You know, it's good to have a, a c- like a crazy bat shit conservative on the daily show but he was talking about uh, or john oliver was asking him about health care and he's been one of the crusaders who's led the charge to repeal obamacare or actually that's not true it's been in congress it's been uh, they've tried to repeal obamacare uh, 40 times now today today yeah yeah <laughs> yeah actually that was like the last thing they did before they they went on recess and congress is even more productive now that they're not in session, they're just they're equally productive. Yeah, they yeah. were negatively productive uh, before, um, and it's a. Crazy Is this going to lead into a discussion of Elysium, or how, how does this? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. You I'm going to tune it's like, out. Why can't they just put a pod on this on the Earth? You know, a health pod. We'll, we'll get there. All right. A lot of problems. Uh, so, anyhow, if you want to join in the discussion, by the way, at Nooner at Nooner Dan Marty Nooner Podcast at Gmail dot and he was talking about how uh, with Obamacare, health care costs or insurance is going to co- go up for people and that uh, th- we're going to have fewer people insured, which is the exact opposite of <laughs> what it's doing right now. Already in New York and California, uh, the health care – New York, just private health care has gone down because of the rules that you have to have uh, 80% of their revenue – Insurance companies' revenue go to healthcare, so because of that, they have not been able to charge as much. So prices have gone down for healthcare. So he's wrong about that. And then uh, there's a, a he has a different opinion about the facts. About yeah, yeah, oh, he's not wrong. Come my on. bad. Okay. My bad. I don't, okay. I don't understand the politics very well. Uh, and then the uh, this is uh, going to seg into Halo. Too like they, how how are we getting? We'll get there. Okay, we'll get okay, there. Okay, okay. And so I've got this medical role playing game. This, this <laughs> medical role playing yeah. game. And basically, you go. You know, we I design a campaign where somebody has a condition. I get, assign each of you a condition. Uh, Ooh, I want gout. Got it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, very painful, I understand. Uh, yeah. One of our listeners is recovering from gout. Oh, well, let's take it back. Thanks somebody, for ruining my only joke with the show. What's gout? Like, <laughs> take me through gout. It's, it's yeah. a buildup of uric salts, I think, in, in your joints, and it's very painful. The guy to from get Spencer for Hire is inside your joints? <laughs> yeah, Robert Urich. <laughs> Robert Urich is just hammering away in your ligaments. Going. Yeah. Hey, I was, I was on that show. That was my one acting job. Yeah. Really? What were you on You that? didn't get uh, brought back for Hawk, the spinoff? No. Oh. I was like an extra on it. It was shot in Boston. <laughs> anyway. All right. Was it really? I yes. Didn't know that. I didn't uh, realize he was only for hire in hey, Boston. Josh is listening live uh, for the most fun part of the show when I rant about nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I was intentionally late, stuff. hoping hoping I'd oh, miss the damn you. Uh, the first part of the okay. format. Yeah, so, if you're potting this, just scrub forward. Just go to about <laughs> ten minutes in. This is this will this will wrap up, and we'll start making fun of Asian people. I feel like you I, already I are. You're making fun uh, of one Asian person right now. Wow. But if you want to get the whole race, yeah, yeah. Just, we'll, we'll, you got to start small. Got to build to it. So Elizabeth Rosenthal in the New York Times did a three part series about the cost of healthcare. Uh, we're, we're still- three parts. Oh fuck! <laughs> in the Jesus. last one, can we just cover one of them? Yeah, we'll just cover one of them. <laughs> uh, the first one was about the cost of of uh, prostate exams. Second one was the cost of birth uh, of uh, child. Childbirth, and then the third one was about um, joint replacements. And she focuses on this one guy who's uh, who needed a hip replacement, and so it's coming for all of us. Uh, sure, and he priced it out because um, he didn't have insurance, and it would be anywhere from like a hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand dollars to get it done. Jeez, wow! And then he priced out the the actual part, the the actual hip replacement part. And that was $14,000. And so the rest of it, the cost is just going to be, you know, all the... The, the surgery, the stay. Right. And uh, the, the, the one, the $5 Tylenol, you know. Right. And, uh, and... $5 Tylenol? Yeah. Really? You know, if you... It, they itemize the shit oh, out yeah. of this stuff. That's a good because, band name. I like It's that. like the Pentagon. <laughs> because they... Yeah, exactly. Because they, they're trying to maximize the cost because they want to build the insurance company as much as they can, and then the insurance company negotiates it down from one hundred and fifty to, you know, whatever, $120,000, whatever it is. Uh, so then he goes and he checks around the world to see how much it costs. And this is called, uh, what, medical tourism, something like that. Um, and he finds a, a hospital in, in Antwerp, in Belgium, uh, that is less, uh, it has fewer infectious uh, cases than, than here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, like their infection rate is lower than the U.S. average. Um, it's a top hospital. I was just in Antwerp. Guess how much it cost for him to, soup to nuts. This is including plane fare and all his, his uh, stayovers and Wait, wait, wait. Care. Soup to nuts? <laughs> Soup to nuts. What, is that? what does that mean? We talked about this. Or, Did we? Yeah. I think we talked about this. Was I in Europe? We talked about Bill this. Bill wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think yeah, it means from you know, the first course to the last course. For, nuts are the last yeah, course? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, Who serves a, nuts for dessert? It's, it's, an, <laughs> it's from, a cheapskate fucko serves you nuts for dessert. They're <laughs> candied nuts. Oh, all right. And all they're right. rare nuts. From soup to death by chocolate. That should be like yeah. <laughs> Soup to death by chocolate. Um, so guess how much it costs. Thousand dollars, no ten thousand, twenty yen, fourteen thousand dollars. Just the cost of the piece. That, that's the no, yeah. For so for the cost of the the one hip replacement, he can go to Antwerp get the same hip replacement part and all the hospitalization for the same cost, including airfare. And he can ride his bike around the little town square can, that I was in. Right, and as part order, of order a six percent Belgian blonde. So the reason why is because. <laughs> 
Belgium, the, the EU has a, a single payer system, and they basically say, uh, for a hip replacement part, we will pay this amount of money. And then all the companies say, okay, well, here's your part. So they they don't set it arbitrarily. They, mm-hmm. they negotiate with the, the, uh, the companies, but they get the actual cost and they say, okay, well, this is what it probably cost them and here's uh, some profit for them and that's what, we'll, that's what we'll pay as a country for their healthcare here. You're saying Belgium is Elysium. Basically, exactly. But I can't go there. I can't go there. They keep shooting me down. That movie is about healthcare? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, is, yeah. Jesus, and I was so excited. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's but isn't good. that insane? No, so movie. here's the reason... You guys aren't even listening. What's the point? I'm thinking how much fun it would be to go to Antwerp and recover down by the river. Yeah. But There's a river you, in Antwerp. Doesn't it anger it? you that... that <laughs> it's Europe. There's a river everywhere. Healthcare companies are, It angers me, but it's not news. It's, but it is news. We've been getting jacked by this shit forever, and we're always going to be okay, jacked by it because we're a capitalist society. It's no, true. but here's the thing. It's not... We aren't a, capital, a purely capitalist society. There are certain Medicare is is a single payer system, so we should all get old and quickly, and it's very successful. So why can't we do that for everything? Because everybody's afraid that we'll be socialists. But we are socialists. Yeah, but nobody wants to call us. Don't back. tell, don't tell <laughs> yeah. people that. Yeah. You're going to set us back another fifty years. Yeah, that's why people like yeah libertarians want to get rid of public school, and you know, and they want to defund- driver's licenses. Yeah. So it and what was Rand Paul? I forgot because I was mesmerized by his weird hair. Oh yeah, like, like he's going to run he's for got president. That weird wave. I don't know what is that a piece? Is that a are I, those I, plugs? That no. that's not presidential hair. Like I I don't think I can I could <laughs> look at that for four years. A bald president. It's weird because he's like bald, but then he's got some sort of like uh, hipster do like Jerry mor- Curl. No, thing? it's like more like he's got like hat head or morning hair bedhead. <laughs> I don't know his policies. I'm just staring at his hair. Sexily rumpled? No, it's weird. It's like two different hair. It's like a. It's all. It's a reverse mullet, or it's like it's like business (laughs) on the sides, (laughs) and then party on the top. Like no, no, no. It's I don't know. So what can we, Marty? What can we do? Okay, well, who do we vote for? Who do we? Well, when do we start bombing Belgium? (laughs) Fucking get the drones going right now. uh, Congress is in recess, and so they're out there in playing frisbee and no, no, they're actually they're. They're trying to get tons of money for their their reelections. For they got they got to look up recess in the dictionary. They do, uh, but you can go out and meet your congressman if you live in a purple state or a red state. You can go and and express your opinion about this, and also just find out. I mean, maybe you disagree. Maybe you think it's okay to spend to have like the five hip replacement companies collude and pr- price fix it so that all insurance companies have to pay fourteen thousand dollars for a hip replacement. If that's okay, then fine. Go with God. But uh, don't bring God into this. Well, <laughs> it was ironic. Yes. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, you should be angry and you should. Marty, do you need a hip replaced or something? Is, it, is, there, <laughs> some, is there some personal part of your life? You're not old, are you? The, the, no, but. Oh, yeah, your dog needs a dog replacement. Oh, she could. She needs a two hip replacement. <laughs> she needs to go to Elysium real bad, real yeah. quick. Oh, it would be so great to see her in the little Elysium machine. <laughs> okay, we can talk Elysium now. No, 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 no. It wasn't I want, that good. Uh, it was fine, I guess. I don't know. It was a bad script. It was a fundamentally bad script. Good why, actors were saying why dumb was lines. It, why was it bad? There were just too many tropes that weren't played out interestingly. There were too many lines like... Do, do you remember what you told me when you... Ugh. They're just like, oh, God, come on. I've heard this in 50,000 movies, and they all sucked. 
It just sucked again. So it was too um, sentimental for you? No, I don't. I have no problem with sentiment. It was too unoriginal for me. Every every line of dialogue was unoriginal. The only person who I thought really exploded on screen was Shartlow. I'd watch him watch paint dry. I thought Jodie Foster was at a really inconsistent, confusing, and inexplicable accent. I liked her presence, but not her her accent. The, I know the one Brazilian actor uh, who played Spider, the Resistance guy, uh, is a great actor, but I, I thought he could have been dialed down for a lot of it. Um, I think Jodie Foster thought she was playing Sharon Stone in a '90s movie. Like she was like, <laughs> she was like not over good. the top, chewing the scenery. Like, she, it, yeah. what was her her core for her character? Sharon Stone, French. Sharon She's supposed St- to be French Sharon Stone. But and but really like bad, like over the top. Like, I think I feel like Sharon. the role was written for Sharon Stone. Like yeah yeah, put somebody in there who's really horrible. And you, <laughs> ugh, here we go, the bad guy. And then if Jodie Foster was, I don't know what she was thinking. She's a, uh, she's another chick. I was talking to somebody about lesbians um <laughs> somebody worked with ellen and i've met ellen and she's fucking stunning in person page or she, degenerous uh degenerous is Paige a lesbian probably yeah uh, she looks like it uh I, she's just stunning in person and then on camera she sort of looks like a bird like she, she might take yeah. flight and i met jodie foster and i was like holy shit she's fucking beautiful in person and again on camera she looks avian she yeah, looks like she might, she might fly off yeah. kira kira sedgwick is another one that looks so much better in person. She just sparkles in person. And then you see her. Is she a lesbian? I don't know. She's no, married, she's to, married Kevin to Kevin Bacon. Keep it on point, guys. <laughs> We're talking about bird-like dykes. Rosie O'Donnell is like a porn star hot in person. No, she, she's a sack of mashed potatoes that's walking around. But she is shaped like a kiwi bird. <laughs> is she? Yeah, she doesn't look bird-like. But Foster and... and Pelican. Uh, I mean, uh, Pelican-like. Pelican. Pelican's a bird. Yeah, it was, it was a bad script. It had a lot of it. it set up uh, the world and then violated it. And uh, oh, that pisses me off. The, uh, that, was I, a, it, that was a little. It fun. was heavy handed for the audience as far as the flashbacks. I thought it's like, yeah, I remember what you showed me. You don't have to keep showing it to me again and again and again to oh, remind me too. of who these people are. I get it. I saw it the first time. Um, I did think the action sequences were original. I do think as a direct. I mean, I love District Nine. And I do think as a director that... Um, District 9, I rewatched before. I was showing someone it for the first time. And it has problems as well. But the style yeah. of it, it sort of it erases it in your mind. But yeah. it, it is a little heavy-handed. The bad guys are ridic- sure. ridiculous. The plant, like, wait, what do you mean three years? What, the, when you what, actually- what he's done better than any other director I've seen is the, the gear, the spaceships, the robots, the stuff that usually looks two-dimensional and reminds you of special effects looks yes practical except it looks for, like it's standing except right when there. jody foster went to see the president of elysium and he said the giant chair like from an 80s action movie like <laughs> yeah. he's 30 feet above her in some weird post-modern fascist like no come on and she, why is she we- she's wearing like a fucking pantsuit that uh hillary clinton would wear like no nah, that's not really futuristic <laughs> but which and, crazy but, but it's in la which is completely latino um, which you know that that's probably what will happen. But Matt Damon, like, wait, wait, what, right. ha, where, where did he come from? How did a good-looking white guy not end up yeah. on Elysium? How did a guy, a guy who looks exactly <laughs> like every dude in Boston is somehow speaking <laughs> Spanish? And yeah, it was a little. I was I had higher hopes, but at first I was not. I wouldn't say offended. I could, I, I, I couldn't come from that place. But uh, uh, you know, everyone in Elysium was white, and everyone on in L.A. was Latino and black. And I was like, hang on. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. That makes perfect sense. It was a little, <laughs> it was a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it, the, my biggest problem was like you've all of a sudden, um, I mean, you know, you've got this Elysium, which probably has what millions of people on it, and 
I don't know. I don't know how big it is. But I never every got home has one of these health machines. By the way, sorry if we're ruining this for you, but we're really not. We're we're saving you fifteen bucks. You know, um, you know what? In the first five minutes, you know what happens. So you've got the every fifteen home, bucks. There were no surprises in this movie. What, what do they charge in Belgium for a movie? I don't know. Like they pay, they like, pay they you, pay you five euros. Come, 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 come see the movie. We pay you. But that's why Belgium. That's soup Every nuts. house has uh, one of these health machines. Soupy nuts. But they can't spare <laughs> one machine for the entire planet of Earth. No. And then it doesn't make any sense. But the resolve of the movie is be a line. Sure, quite a long line. Yeah, but the resolve of Earth. But then Earth is they send a line. They send these machines to Earth where people get better, but Earth is still a fucking shithole. With crime and pollution, they just people can now fix themselves. And ethnics, so the criminals get stronger. I don't know. I didn't get it. I like the guy, the uh, Australian, uh, the Australian, the um, South, South African, South African. and I love Copley. it. His, I love that his name was Kruger because gonna. I'm going to pull a lot of audio from that. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Kruger? Nice, Jody Foster. I could only understand him half the time, but I didn't care. He, he, I <laughs> yeah, he was great. that's good acting. Like that's like I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but I, Benicio del Toro and Usual Suspects. Yes, I don't give a fuck. Keep going. Tom Hardy in the Batman movie, right? Well, you couldn't understand him or see his face. Like shoulder acting. <laughs> why hire an actor and not use his face? That's what I didn't like. Why didn't he just dub it? Was that really him with the body in the Tom Hardy? Yeah, yeah. So. He's beautiful. He's fucking shredded. He's beautiful, but he's, he's got shredded. he's got an octopus on his face. <laughs> that would have been more interesting. <laughs> Can we make octopus face? I think they did Sounds like a Dick Tracy character. Uh, you yeah. never see him in the movie. I, like, Except why? Why hire an actor? Just do Darth Vader. Have. Some stand-in, and then James Earl Jones does the voice. I didn't get because it because the shoulder acting. Shoulder acting. Not everyone can yeah. do uh, that. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like um, David Prowse in the suit. James Earl Jones is the voice, and then some other dude is the face when you finally take the mask off. And yeah. V for Vendetta guy. Um, who? Who? The oh, that was me. Guy. No, Hugh. No, that was me. Hugh. Hugh. What's his name? Dancy. He's wonderful. No. Yeah. Um, Darcy from the Matrix. Shoulder acting. I like that. I got to remember that. Hugh. Hugo Weaving? Hugo Go Weaving. Weaving. <laughs> Hugh. Go Weaving. Go Weaving. <laughs> He's uh, brilliant. I did see the, Go Weaving, the, the Wolverine. Did anyone see Ooh, was the good? Wolverine? No. Not yet. You know, the sequel to Wolverine. Yes. Is there anything I believe it's the sequel seen? to X-Men Origins. Wolverine. Wolverine. The, or just Wolverine. Or just Wolverine. And then the Wolverine. And then the next one is going to be called That Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, hey, Wolverine. 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 Yeah. Hey. Wolverine. Diet Wolverine. Uh, was that any good? Uh, Visually, it, was, it draws from my favorite stretch, my favorite run of X-Men. Yeah. I mean, I think you would be disappointed. It's hard not to compare it to... Well, it's also from that miniseries. The, the Frank Miller Wolverine, yeah. which is then carried into huh. uh, X-Men, I think, 175 and 176. Yeah. So... It it's from that. It, it definitely draws for a lot from that, but mm. it, it's you know a conventional story, and it and it's not. Even though um, there are some superpower things, it's not superpower. You know, how did that Russian chick do as the Viper? Uh, she was fine. She had a weird mole, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> mole a, acting. Mole acting. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was she was menacing with it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she's very pretty. Was they, it sexy mole or was it like Italian grandmother mole with a couple a, of hairs coming out of it? It was Italian grandmother mole. Oh, yeah. You got to zap that But off. I think she waxed the hairs off of them. Uh, yeah, you don't want to pull them out. That's, that's Japanese bad. woman was very uh, hot. and um, But it was better. There it was two better hot than, Japanese women, right? Mm, there was one hot Japanese woman. The other one wasn't hot? Well, I'm sure her mother thinks that she's a beautiful girl. <laughs> well, then we'd be perfect for each other. Because my yeah. mother thinks I'm handsome. 
Um, <laughs> no, the, it was a. No, she does. The action was good. <laughs> it was a better movie than the first one. The first, did you watch the first? I didn't one? see the first one because it got so pan. Oh my god, it was awful. And it was then pretty bad. somebody said that this was pretty good, so I went and saw it. Who's and, that somebody? Uh, Who are these fuckers? Yeah. It was somebody on Doug Loves Movies. Doug Benson? Uh, no, it was one of his guests. But uh, you listen it, to other podcasts. But Doug Benson is the Doug of Doug Loves Movies. Yes. Um, uh, any any update? Why, why I am, am I even? Right, no one can hear us. We can say whatever. <laughs> to all we of want. you listening live, we're not <laughs> sorry about right that. Now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you're in LA, go to eighty-eight point one. We're yes. we're hacking we're <laughs> hacking into the, the grid. <laughs> the Matrix is is live. I'm a moron. Morpheus, we did we talk about the to-do phone. list? Did we, did we, uh, we haven't it? talked about it yet today. Did oh wait, the movie? Oh, I thought you were talking about our homework. No, no, never mind. I'm gonna go back to texting an idea to myself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unclear on a concept. <laughs> oh, look at There's a microphone in front of me. Tick, 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 tick. Uh, the Aubrey Plaza sex yeah. romp? Yeah. I didn't see it. Did we talk about it before? I haven't even heard of this. Oh, it's really good. It's uh, Bill Hader's wife wrote and directed it. Oh. And it's uh, it's clunky, but she workshopped it for a long time. With, Aubrey Plaza's delightful. Uh, with a bunch of improv people. And I then, don't want to sound coarse, but do you see her tits? Nope. Oh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not interested. No, you do see her uh, have an orgasm. Comedically, um, or is it is it fun? But no tits? No, no okay, tits. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. Uh, but she's very, she's very cute. Um, I, I thought she was delightful in um, the time travel one. Yeah. Yeah, she's good in this. What was the time it's travel a, one it's, called? Um, we're talking about this. All the people who aren't list. streaming are... Uh, yeah. Uh, but I highly... Uh, What's the time travel one called? Recommend it. Burn after reading. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right. So, Steve, where have you been? Why, why were you not here last week? I was working on a show. And why aren't you working on it now? Because uh, I'm holding out for more money. This is a, 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 a power Are you move. in the midst of a contract renegotiation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. But it was a building in... Uh, Westchester, which I didn't know was a place, which is by... What? That's where the... That's where the uh, Professor the Xavier Mansion School is. for Gifted no, Youngsters is. Not that Westchester. Westchester, Los Angeles. Oh, it, it is literally at the, at the end of the runway of uh, LAX Airport. And I would sit in meetings, and it was like a 9-11 simulator. I would just watch a plane wow. over someone's shoulder come. I'm like, <laughs> oh holy God. shit, this plane's going to hit us. This gonna, and it would just go to the right of us, and the whole building would shake. And I was like, "Oh, it's like nine eleven cosplay. Like I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a business guy and be like, honey, I'm not going to make. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, I, I don't know how these people work there. It's well, planes landing, and I saw Obama's plane. The land. Price is Right. I think that was exciting. There's the Air Force One. You know, it's our plane. It's America's plane. Okay. <laughs> I saw that uh, non-American-born Obama land our plane and go to a fundraiser. It's that so that was fun. I like that. I like uh, every five minutes go. I think that plane's going to hit us. Like, it's barreling towards well, us. Why didn't you sit on the <laughs> other side of the table then? Uh, that, that was the, the only resolution. seat available. So I sat there and for about four days thought, well, this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> and how, how was the show? Oh, whatever. Who cares about that? It's pl- no, planes hitting buildings. Pe- people, we're Hollywood adjacent. The, our TV show, our TV show, our podcast is, and people <laughs> want to know. Um, every show I ever work on the writers room, there's always somebody who's meant to be there. Someone I'm not sure meant is meant to be there, and then there's always who are you related to? Who owns the company? And which one are you? Uh, I'm related to the no. <laughs> He's, he's the work for hire. He's uh, the yeah, gun I'm, for hire. It's usually like the show's fucked up, and they hire me, and then I just rub my forehead for about 
six days and then go. You're the fixer? I'm the fixer, yeah, which is fun. Yeah. But there's always someone, and not to be sexist, but it's usually a girl. The show before, there was a girl, and I'm like, how do you get hired here? She's like, oh, well, I take care of someone's kid who runs the company. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tune, Wait, I'm gonna you, tune to, you out. She didn't, that was not her first answer. She go, She's like, oh, I've been writing spec scripts for years. No, she doesn't write. She's like, I don't really write, you know. But I'm you just, had to dig that out that she was. The, I got it. I'm, I'm condensing it for the audience. It was weeks of me going... So what do you what did you do before this? Oh, <laughs> I was working at a bead store in Venice. Like, uh, okay, there's like thousands of people that want to work on TV. And how'd you go from bead store to writers? Oh, you take care of her kid, and she uh, runs the show. All right, babysitting gig. Yeah, that's so, how I got this gig. Yeah, who, who'd, who'd you fuck to get this one? Dan Etheridge. I, right? Just a hand job. <laughs> just a handy? You didn't go uh, downtown? Uh, no. Really? Yeah. Have you ever gone downtown on a man? Uh, let me think. Wow, yeah. Think mm. about it. Have you ever gone down on a woman? Let me think about that. <laughs> I mean, not uh, Maria Bamford, of course. <laughs> why? Why is it? Why is it your go-to? It's, I love it. It's not that. That's not. Um, no, no. I mean, yeah, of course, yes, on the woman, but you know, because I'm a giving. All right, you're a foodie. Lover. You're a foodie, right? <laughs> you like to eat. You're a foodie. Here we go. I like to eat. As something I was. Th- this is it. what I was doing instead of helping fix this fucking horrible sitcom. Um, what do you think it tastes like? Like if you were on a food show, you know, Guy Fieri bites into a sandwich and he goes, "Oh, you get the the Cuban and then the the spice and then the sweet of the pickles." Like when you're going down on a, you guys can leave. This is yeah. be no, no. Far I kind of want to know the answer. I want to know what. You, well, no, I want to know what you think about what, if you suck dick. What you think it tastes like? But uh, but let's start with Marty and you've gone you've gone uh, down on a woman. <laughs> it tastes like a penny to me, but that's oh yeah yeah I guess so a, a musky penny a musky penny yeah. Guy I worked with years ago. He talked about um, or your uh, pub. tossing a, <laughs> yeah. tossing a girl's you guys salad Friday night at the Musky Penny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, that's that's our new thing. Oh, yeah, it's that's going to be code. The Musky drink penny. specials five to seven at the Musky Penny. Actually, he said, that, <laughs> "I'm going to go to a bar and just say uh, I'll take a Musky Penny straight yeah. up, mm. and then just see what comes up, and then and see, if, like, see, if see if a, a, a vagina just opens up in front of me. Oh, oh." But I got that from a dude who said uh, that when he eats... Uh, Bill, do you think it is a musky penny accurate? Uh, well, I, I don't remember having put pennies in my mouth. Really? Well, here, I got a penny right here. It's, but it's Suck been, it. It's been, Suck the penny. It's been marinating in a vagina for a week, yeah. so it's going to be it's right. a little hard so to discern put, the... Uh, put a penny bias. in your underarm. Des- describe some, something else that's, that's musky. Uh, your underarm. Ew. No, but when it's clean, but... I know. think it... I think it tastes way... These I think two it's, things oh, that are not pleasant. It's yeah. umami-y, though. It tastes a little meaty. I mean, it's organy. It's Depends like, how deep you get into it. Oh, really? <laughs> you got the whole... Oh, you're getting the tongue in there. <laughs> uh, stick your tongue out. How long is your tongue? How far do you get? Not, not, you're not doing this. This is fucking radio. Nobody no, cares. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's not, oh. not impressive. Oh, okay. You're no Gene Simmons? I'm no Gene Simmons. So you, you just work the bean? That's your, uh, that's your move? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a go-to. Yeah, I, I, always, I always feel like it tastes like, uh, like a little bit like steak, like uncooked steak. Like it has well, a, that's a textural thing. So, no, I think it has a weird... Uh, and somebody once said it tastes like frozen peas, which I don't know. I don't, I've never, <laughs> these are all things I don't put in my mouth. Um, wait, what, was you, what were you saying about the person who got his, who's tossing salad? He said uh, uh, an ass tastes like a penny. And I was like, mm, I, I'm not there that often, so I don't really have like a, oh yeah, like I'm doing a, like a tasting menu with like five girls. <laughs> and like, okay, this is, 
No, this one's a little. This is like a dirty penny, and this one's like a stone, and this one's like. Uh, but there are there are also qualitative differences between women. That's true. Right, because you know people have different flora in. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting notes of jasmine. Yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. I think that would be a good like fun porn show, like people doing porn, but then describe like you know like in a food show when when Guy Fieri describes like, oh, this guy's dick. It just you know? kills me that you say Fieri. Fieri? I'm sorry. Is it Fieri? Because yeah. he's from the fucking yeah, you know the San Joaquin Valley or whatever. Just call him Fieri. <laughs> Dude. Whatever Dude. that douchebag on that show. Yeah. 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 I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the San Joaquin Valley. Are we back on air? Because I sure hope that all went out. Oh my God! <laughs> Could well, you imagine go if that out. gem was? It's uh, tweet in. Tell me so. what. Tell me what um, vagina tastes like to a guy, and converse, conversely, what dick tastes like. Because I'm, I'm curious. Like, I think it. I mean, to, looking down at it, I'm like, oh, that's got to be delicious. But I'm probably, <laughs> it's probably not. Uh, salty? I don't know. Yeah, a, a salty musky penny. That's what a dick tastes like. Oh, I don't know. Oh, what, I, what got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! No! Everyone! Uh, would that describe it, Emily? The, the whining part? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No, dick alone just tastes... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Great character name. Dick alone. Dick alone. That, that describes... Private eye. That's dick my... Alone. That's dick alone. My I work <laughs> alone. That's my secret alias. <laughs> Dick alone. Yeah, it's it's I external. Had a meeting it's at not the that penny. mysterious. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got to make I a bar. I knew it was going to be trouble. Oh, can we invest in a bar right. just to name oh, it just, that? Yes. I was some meeting musky. some day yeah, rosy palm down It's not as... The musky penny. Yeah, it's not exuding stuff. It's Wait not... She got it's not where it's, it doesn't alone. have sweat glands right around right. it. So yeah. it's it just... It tastes like flesh. Like, lick your arm. That's it it really tastes like that? It doesn't have like its own... I've been really lucky to be with very hygienic men. <laughs> Thank God. And I've never been with anyone who was uh, uncut. Cut. With un- uncut? Uncut, yeah. yeah. Same thing with me. All the women I've been with have had a clitectomy. They're all sort of Africans who have had that horrible <laughs> process, so... <laughs> that was too far. You found the limit. Yeah, found, wow. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long show. i got a lot of bad things to think about. So, would you uh, have your child circumcised? I feel like as a woman, I don't have a right to make that decision. I would leave it up to the father. That's right. Okay, that's, yeah. that was a trick question. And you <laughs> Finally, we get to have some input in the lives of our children. No, would you have your, your boys circumcised? Boys? Did you have your boys yes. circumcised? No, what, what was the rationale behind it? Because there's no medical necessity to it. James no, is Jewish. It was more, no, no. <laughs> L'chaim, L'chaim. Uh, no. Uh, your kid Shmuel was cut, right? Yeah. 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 But, but, but what was, what but was the you rationale didn't. behind it? Uh, just, I guess, tradition. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the fucking Zionist got up in your head. It's 5,000 years yeah. of the Jews fucking with you. It's Can terrible. I say this? Can I say something terrible that's like sexist Do against it. men? If I was with a guy and I found out he was uncut, there would be some something to overcome. <laughs> like, no, why? <laughs> there, would have, there would be a moment. I just, I, maybe because I'm not used to it, but there is just a little bit of that... Yeah, what like kind of weird? The gorge rising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the turtle coming out of its shell. It's, I mean, it's a serious because I'm so unfamiliar with it that there are... No, 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 no. Right. This is not the morning healthy. zoo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just I wouldn't want my kid's dick looking different from mine. No, 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 but everybody says that. <laughs> what, like ridic- micropenis? <laughs> yeah. If he's, if he's normal size. No, you cut him down. You cut him down. Side. Cut him down. But that's what it, Damn I, it. I am a Jew, so I'm cut, and uh, I don't want to cut the kid. And everyone says, but your kid wants to have the same dick 
shape that his father has. And I, I'm thinking, well, we're going to be in a three-way, and he's going to see it and go, oh, my dick. Ugh. Like, when are, when are our dicks <laughs> yeah. going to be in the same fucking place? Well, I think it's a dad I thing more than it is a kid thing. Too. I you don't know. give a fuck. I don't, it's, I, I, and it's, it's actually... you're going to be changing diapers, and you're going to yeah. see that little cow I know I'm going to see it, but he, when right, is he going to see thing. my dick and go, a, oh, my dick's not like his? In a, a three-way with mom? A, no, like, I don't get it's it. It's a dad security <laughs> thing. I don't have... I have I'm totally secure. All right. Then suck my dick. Let's do it. Can we, we end this podcast early? Are you cut? You're cut. Of course I Chinese am. people are cut. Are you no, Chinese uh, or Korean? Oh, you'll, you'll, he's you'll find out. He's big in Japan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I never got that. And th- when you are circumcised, you cut thousands of nerve endings. It's like, why would you... It's so that it, it's something. It's something that Jews, the elders did to keep men from straying from their women because sex isn't as pleasurable. And I, why would you... No, no, no. Sex isn't not as pleasurable. You don't have as many uh, nerve endings when you yeah, are circumcised. that means that you can... Wait, wait if, you were, if you are circumcised. If, yeah. Yes. So yeah, I wouldn't so, circumcise... I want my so kid... So that means to, your kid's going to last like 30 seconds. He's going to be like... Burp, burp. Oh, ah! That's your that's your son. That <laughs> is your son. That, that, was, penguin. that yeah. was penguin sex. You're, you're going to have a, a penguin son, and he's going to sound like that when he orgasms. No, you got to beat oh, off Lord. earlier before. Uh, There's a whole process. Whatever. I'm not going to cut him. It's a it's a big issue with the lady. I'm like, no, let's fucking cares. Why, what, she wants to cut him. Yeah, because he's got to look like all his friends. Like what, they're all yeah. sticking their dicks I, out. I, and, I don't remember the dick contest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In third grade. Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> So I don't know. All right, the listeners do. But does it taste different when it's un- when it's uncircumcised? Are there more are there more notes to it? Is there more uh, mm. more flavor? Uh, a bouquet. A yeah, bouquet. that's that's where the smegma accumulates. Ugh. It doesn't though. Jesus. It's like it's not it, it, it's not like a lawnmower that you got to maintain and change the oil. It's just a dick. You just wash it. It's fine. Emily, <laughs> where were you last week? Oh, God. oh I was I was at work. Okay. Like I, I had a commercial and I need more. Okay, Balls but we want to. That's what we want to get to mm. the commercial. What would you book? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was for Burlington Coat Factory. Oh. And uh, so, it was a bunch oh, a of people. Respectable company. Like yeah, it was a bunch of people like <laughs> just speaking their internal monologues, and uh, my line was, "I have excellent posture." And, and you do. <laughs> I do. It's you have pretty, a dancer's posture. It's pretty remarkable. Was you your do? subtext, I hate uncut dick. Yeah. <laughs> did, <laughs> what does dick taste like to me? <laughs> did you Did you do dance? No. No? Oh. Uh, so, okay. And and uh, it was uh, a paycheck. Yeah, it was a total paycheck. Oh. Um, well, congratulations. We Thank were you. all um, very happy that you did Also, that. congratulations on your review of the Merlin show that said you were a young breakout star with star power that stars in it. What was it? <laughs> it said uh, a young star if Ellen Page didn't exist. Right, yeah. <laughs> an older Ellen right. Page. <laughs> Starring an older unemployed Ellen Page. Yes. What, um, but what was the line? There's a, there's a really nice line about uh, having star power or star presence. Yeah. What was it? It was very nice. What was the line? I just remember young. I think young was the part that I What was the, the most line? Come on. I don't remember. Yes, you Bill. do. No, yes, I don't. Yes, you do. Love yourself. Love yourself, <laughs> Emily. It's okay to love yourself. Was, what was the line? It was something about a big cast and really nice clothing. The line about you. I don't give a fuck about no, anybody this else. This is how it started. All right. He said, "In the big cast, in a big, well-dressed cast, young Emily, young 
Emily O'Hara stood out. For yeah. Her sensitivity and star power. Boom. Nice. You remember to provide sensitivity right. and star power. That's a great combination. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody was Own saying, it. I forget who it was. Oh, oh yeah. it was um. Who's the, the was, New York Jew writer? Uh, she's a wait, 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 three seconds. New York Jew writer? Yeah, she was. Uh, she. <laughs> what is this strange animal? She worked with Andy Warhol, uh, uh, essayist. Um, Fran. Fran Leibowitz. Some Leibowitz. Yeah. No, she was saying that like there. Who's that New York Jew writer? <laughs> oh, wow. I think Fran Leibowitz. Is the that is the person. answer? And, I was and we I was going right to say there. We got Mitzi right Schnitzer, but that's a, a made up name since I, I've been saying since high school. Uh, but she was saying that um, like there, are, she was talking about talent and how that uh, there are a lot of uh, actors with talent, like and that there are a lot more actors with talent than there are writers with talent. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. And it's the but it, it there is and I think that's true. I mean, I, I can think of tons of great actors. But, well, it, but you also have more familiarity with great actors. Like, their names are going to be much bigger than the writers. Um, but uh, her... It, it just got me thinking, like, the, that she was... Say, her point was, like, acting is a lot easier than writing, which I kind of <laughs> agree with. Mm. Uh, or, yeah, I would agree with that. I have all this stuff... I, I know that I'm a competent writer, and I have all this stuff that I know I want to write. And it's fucking hard. It takes work, it takes focus, it takes... Whereas, you know, if, if if you're handed a script, you're like, all right, got it. Like, a, a huge portion of the work is already done. Right. Yeah, and there's some technical things to know. Like, acting isn't creating something out of nothing. Acting is creating something out of something that's already there. Right. Whereas writing is, is taking a blank page and creating something completely out of nothing. Uh, and so true, there's some... Art- true, but David Lee Roth said recently, one of my personal heroes, that writing a song takes four minutes, but it also takes ten years of... Fucking lots of women and right. going through all these adventures. Bill Picasso line. Yeah, he, 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 didn't he draw he, some little doodle and and it was worth a lot of money and someone was complaining to him and he's like that only took you thirty seconds. He's like well thirty seconds in my entire life. Yes, exactly. But it's interesting because uh, on the show I was looking at, at uh, casting for these people and I'm full Gladwell blank. Like I just I, I look at thirty seconds. They're like no, keep watching and I'm, no. The casting directors want they want to quantify. Well, that, they, they, they want to, you know, their money goes and they want you to hang out. And I say, I, you know, instantly, you just know you don't. And that's the, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. Like, you, which is like, not, what, it, it annoys it, actors because it's like, no, I did all this work. Right. And right. Prepared. Yeah. And, but blah, blah, know, and I'm like, but, it's, uh, but it's that, not you. That is the it's, difference that like there just, are a bunch of talented people. But then there's the other thing is just people know what they want. And people right. like it. There's an arbitrariness to casting and uh, having star power. And sensitivity gives you a double leg up on everybody else. So congratulations, <laughs> Emily. It was weird, though. I worked in casting briefly, and and it wasn't my project. I wasn't invested. I didn't even know the script that well. And someone, the door opened to the casting room, and you were like, no. Yeah. You know, the door you know, opened. You know, and, you know and immediately. I had no investment and nothing at stake. And I, I even I knew. It was like, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I went out for a very uh, funny ad, and I knew I did the copyright, and I knew it was funny, but I also knew that they were looking for somebody nebbishy er right. than me. <laughs> More nebbishy. I said er. I said <laughs> er. Uh, they just weren't, they didn't want an Asian. No, they wanted an Asian. Oh, they wanted a nebbish. You're what? You're like a macho Asian? Uh. <laughs> Maybe foreign yes, Asian. Yeah. No, yes. I want you to say yes. 
That's what that was for. Uh. Marty, you have sensitivity and star power mm. for an Asian. <laughs> uh, qualifications. Uh, so, uh, what can you take us through a day in a writer's room? Really? Yeah. Uh, you get there late because um, I sleep in and then uh, I dick around. It's basically like a podcast. I run my mouth for about an hour about nothing and then I ask. Are about, you running the room? Uh, no. Uh, and then uh, I wonder about lunch because it's like 11 now. I'm like, so who's getting, is it like we got a lunch thing going and when, when is it coming in? Are we going out? And then uh, I crack. Actually, when I started this job, my first day, I walked in part of the podcast and I said is this a writer's room they said yes and I said I'm protected underneath the uh, Supreme Court of California and I told everyone to suck my fat big flat black dick and never called a woman a cunt to her face and like okay just let's all let's get it all out let's you know it's like an acting just get it all All right fuck you you're a faggot fuck fuck everybody and then about 12 15 some work gets done and that lasts right up until one and then it's it's lunch and that lasts for like an hour and then you dick around after lunch and then you're on your computer for about two hours and then about five o'clock you start to get nervous because someone from some showrunner is going to come in and go so what the fuck did you guys do today <laughs> oh shit you so, know somebody write something on the board pretty much it is just like college it's you just wait till sunday night and you're like fuck i have to read beowulf and write eight thousand words and you do it at the last minute and that's when you get good work done and then um and then i go home that's nice. it yeah it's um, pretty easy all right. Everyone should come out and do it. <laughs> and here we're saying uh, writing was tough. Boy, we're doing it wrong. It's tough because you, I, and I learned this the hard way, uh, especially in the hierarchy of a room and whoever is, whoever show it is, whoever's running it, you, you're not paid to go, no, that doesn't work. You can't say no. There's no no end. And you hear bad ideas and you have to agree with them and then excitedly take them through that idea until the brick wall that you already knew. Hey, what if she uh, is really an alien? That's great. And then she goes here and finds out that he is... Oh, wait. Here's the brick wall that I could have told you about five minutes ago, but you have to go through that. So your brain is on all day long. It's always like, you know, drawing out story, even though... That's just the Adderall, though. It could be. (laughs) I don't know. Right. But I've watched people in rooms who just hear an idea and they go, no, that won't work. And... They don't let. They go bye bye very quickly. Right. And I've watched expensive showrunners go. That's a great idea. And then they talk. You talk through it. You spend a half an hour, and then you realize, oh, shit, that didn't work. Why didn't? Why didn't? Right. Right. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of you know kind of politics and keeping people happy. But can you talk about the premise of the show? It's a sitcom. I don't know. It's you know. Oh, it's a, it was, oh, it's a scripted thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. What, and can you tell? Single what, camera, multi camera. Uh, I don't know. Even remotely funny. Another piece of shit? Another piece of shit. I don't know. It's, you know... a network show? uh, VH1. Is that a a network? I guess a network show doesn't mean anything (laughs) because everything's a network. They either show um, uh, uh, Humble Pie videos or uh, Black Basketball Wives. 30 Days in the Hole. That's a good song. (laughs) I I like me some Humble Pie. Speaking of music... Jerry Shirley used to be a DJ in the Cleveland Classic Rock Station. Did you, nice to see it, to see a nice Sherry Shirley. It took us fifty minutes to get to Cleveland. <laughs> usually, to go easy on you usually guys. it only takes like five. Uh, Cleveland rocks. Uh, so, did you do your homework? I did. I stopped at chart position sixteen. Oh, good. Okay. So, but not because I found a song I liked. Uh, 
I ran out of time. Wait, okay. what was the homework? So Bill's homework was that he had to listen to the Billboard Hot 100 from starting from one and keep going until he listened to a song that he liked. And uh, what can you give us a rundown of the first uh, sixteen? I like no, I don't remember. They, they were all very bland and unmemorable. I didn't hear anything that made me want to get a record. I didn't hear anything that made me wish I had that single. I didn't hear anything that made me wish I was in a club and that came on so I could jump around to it. I did, of course. Get lucky is tight. It's yeah. fun. You yeah. said that wouldn't count because you knew it was a jam, right? And, and it is. Um, I liked what Bruno Mars did as far as like a total like pastiche homage. Yeah. Um, well, but what about that Robin Thicke? Uh, I, you know, I here, here's here's the context. I I had the Billboard 100 up on one web page and then YouTube on the other, and I would just type in whatever or copy and paste whatever the track was and put it on YouTube. And after the second or third one, I realized that I was experiencing the music completely differently seeing the video. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I stopped watching. Okay. Um, and when you take all the tits out of Robin Thicke, it's a piece of shit song. It's not. <laughs> it's not interesting. It's yeah. it's a, and it's an insipid song. Yeah. It's uh, and actually, I would say production wise across the boards, it's insipid. I was not hearing any drums. I was not hearing any guitars. I mean, I've been we've been talking about how I'm in this '90s hip hop kick. Yeah. It's because there's these fat drums, and it just sounds awesome. Even if they're yeah. sampled or cobbled together, there's still like. A, Catch, yeah. catch, and it's a great an instrument, yeah, um, exactly, or a basic. Yes, uh, black sheep, you know, um, and then the drums kick in. I just like the in- yeah. I just like instruments, and there's no instruments in the in like the top sixteen. What about Macklemore? Macklemore, I liked, and I was psyched that someone that progressive and uh, exciting had two songs in the top. He was 15. 15? Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Um, I didn't... Neither of the cuts... I mean, I love the content of the of the um, uh, one about homosexuality, but it didn't... It wasn't a jam that was like, I gotta get this record. Right. Um, and the same with the other one. It, it, it was great. It, it wasn't... I wouldn't go so far as to say it was innocuous, but it didn't, it didn't grab me. But something like Imagine Dragons, I think was number yeah, three. Yeah. Um, I heard that, that name an and I was like... Band, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, a pretentious um, LA band name. Um... I bet this will be good. And I was listening to it, and it sort of sounded like one of those Silver like a- Lake bands that you could maybe get into. And then I saw, I looked at the screen and saw the video, and I was like, I don't <laughs> like these guys at all. I, like to the me, it sounds like they, they were trying to make a song that would be on a car commercial. Yes. That, yeah. Which is the thrust of many, many, many indie bands' careers right now. Um, and the J- JT... It was fine. Uh, the what was the J? There was a Jay Z cut too, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, somewhere there. But yeah. it just it was mirrors. It sounds it sounds like everything else. It doesn't cut. It doesn't bite. It doesn't jump out. It, the production is just so vanilla. Uh-huh. It's not. A, it's not. I mean, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking and original to be a hit. It's pop music, but. There's just something about the production to me that is very sterile. Right, right. And it was on every it was on every single cut. I mean, Bruno Mars would be an exception because he was literally trying to sound like the, in the in the video and visually and then yeah. uh, sonically he was going for the so seventy. So kind of like that, yeah. kind of. Although the sound he's going for is not my favorite. Like I like right. I like the dirtier funk of like Sly, yeah, and early funkadelic. Yeah, he, his voice is a little too sweet, and you know, I, yeah. I mean, of them all, I was like, well, I'm glad this guy's successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, the Miley Cyrus talented. stuff was just. 
Okay, un- well, unforgivable. then if you know a song that you think that Bill Twatterson would like, that, that's Tweederson, at, at Bill Twatterson. It's Tweederson. Tweederson. <laughs> tweet him at Bill Tweederson, and it has to be on the Billboard Top 100, Hot 100, uh, and get him list to listen to a good song that you think Bill would actually like, not... Not one that and is just believe popular. me, I didn't go in cynic. Like there, no, 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 two, no, two, three no, years ago, I'm, if I'd had the same assignment, I'd have been like, "This is dumb. This is dumb. This sucks. This is bullshit." But I was like actually listening to the songs and being like, oh, "I can't okay. imagine you angry like that." <laughs> yeah, I'm working on myself. Yeah. I'm working on myself over time. Aww, over time. Big hug. Big hug. Um, I wanted to. I was actually in a place where I wanted to hear something that made me go, "Hey, maybe I'll get a new record," but it didn't happen. Yeah. I just uh, want to listen to the Fushnikins. Um, <laughs> hey Bill, can you take us to? Uh... Is it the? Is it that time? Mm. It's five till, but I'll take us there. Yeah, just take us there. I got no problems, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's the top of the hour, and listen to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. And if you want to email us, because you're obviously potting <laughs> this right now, that's yeah, um, right. yeah, at uh, uh, at gmail dot com. And if you want to tweet us during the week, um, that's Nooner. Dan Marty. Uh, I want to talk about something that Kruger turned me on to, which I don't know how it slipped under the radar and cake why farting? it's not... Cake farting? Cake farting. <laughs> That's like so you, two years ago. Okay. Cake farting was the best what? because Emily wrote down cake farting on a piece of paper <laughs> and left with it. Yeah. <laughs> and did you look it up? I didn't. I uh, what, Write it down I, again. When did, when did this come about? What is this? When you were, you were in here. here. Uh, we were just talking about... No. I want to talk about this Channel 4... Uh, show from the beginning of the year uh bbc4 i turned you on to something yeah what did i turn you on to utopia oh yeah it's good mm. right yeah did you finish it no but it's good it's really good so, see it so all right they're moving on <laughs> there you go <laughs> do you want to explain the premise yeah it it's set uh what is these I, i'm only like three episodes in and i, I started them a while ago but it's a it's itv or channel, yeah, channel 4, 4 channel 4 british show and it's about these bad guys who are hunting for a comic book and they're killing everyone in their path and nothing makes any sense and up is down and so, I, I'm not really doing it justice because I, yeah. I don't remember. So basically, it. five, four or five people get meet on a chat room about this comic book and then they decide to meet in real life and then uh, because apparently there's a second issue of this graphic novel and in it there are parallels to things that are happening in the world like sort of worldwide. Catastrophes. And it's more than a comic book. It, it's, a gra- it, it's, it's like a graphic. I mean, it's, it's more a than man- a graphic novel. Yeah, it's it, a it, manuscript. It's, it's a graphical manuscript. It's a harbinger of the future. It and is, so yeah. only a, f- a magna four of them. Sh- no, three of them show up. So it's like early edition, but done by the British. Um, no, not no. It's uh, so only three of them show up, and then all of a sudden they're swept into this huge, like on the run conspiracy thriller. And the big difference between this and something like. Uh, Lost or any other sort of mystery where things like you know you like you know the the everything depends on this. Just come with me. Well, why should I come with you? And then you'll you'll find out later. Here, if you, they say why should I come with you, they answer the question, <laughs> and it's a crazy thing. It's because it's like, oh wow, they just unloaded a huge huge plot point in episode three. And like it's only six episodes. It's only six episodes, which is maybe one of the reasons why it works that way. So they don't have to stretch it out for twenty six, twenty two episodes. But the, it answers these questions immediately, and then you're like, oh! And then something new comes up, as opposed to just 
just stretching like this, you know, why are there polar bears on the island and what's the black smoke for seven fucking seasons? <laughs> like, or, that, or that second season of Lost where they replayed the guy going down into the into in the, the hatch uh, in the hatch like 11 times from 11 different points of view and every time you're like yep pretty much the same thing that happened last time yep yep there's that song again the share song got it uh but yeah it's it's I, really really good it's and it's only six right there's that's no, it's only over six, it's, but a, no, it's a no, mini series it, it got renewed for oh it second, did okay okay and is it a british cast british yes completely british uh, i mean the cold open is insane like it's at a comic book store and it's, it's these two incredibly violent dark mm. Figures come in and kill people looking yeah. for this. And it's, and it's not like a... It really hooks you from the second you watch it. But it was funny because I was talking to somebody, uh, an actor friend of mine who was in Breaking Bad, and uh, like the first season, and I was reminding him that three episodes in the first season, he kills a guy. Right. Walt White. Right. Like he... They... And he was telling me actor terms like hot choices, which I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. And applying that to story and I think why... Making the biggest, the most interesting choice? Yeah, but just like... High stakes choice? Uh, it's not, not even choices for me. It's it's turning story quickly where network television for 8,000 years has been 22 episodes, stretch it out. Uh, I brought up the term bottle show, which somebody looked at me like, what the fuck's a bottle show? And like... Uh, oh, when your production... Wait, not just somebody. Somebody who works someone in Someone in TV was like, what's a bottle? I'm like, right, they don't make bottle shows anymore. Community does. Community- what's, a, what's a bottle show? You're in the business? You don't know a bottle show? I don't know a bottle show. Okay, whatever. A bottle show is when you're... <laughs> I'm, run, here, you're I'm here to learn. It's later in an arc of a series when you're running out of money and you're like, we don't have time to... We don't have the money or the time to do it, so just trap two characters... Uh, in a place, and they all figured out. Sometimes they use clips from previous shows, but it's basically one set. It was actually a classic one, uh, All in the Family, mm. the later one, it, it, Meathead and uh, the racist guy, uh, Carol O'Connor's character. What's his fucking Archie. name? Archie. Archie. They get trapped in the walk-in cooler of oh, his yeah. bar, and the whole episode is just the two of them talking. And that's the show. That's yeah. that's a bottle show. It costs nothing. You and do you do the, that to advance a plot, or you do no, that no, just no, to no, keep no, production? It is, it is clearly like all right. These actors are seven of nine. Get these. Get everybody out of here. Right. So we don't have to pay them. Take the two leads. Right. Who are guaranteed X amount of episodes. Put them in a room. They do it like I remember seeing Quincy when I was a kid, yeah. and he was in a coma, so he never said a word. He didn't get paid. And it was, and the secondary actors were like solving a crime, remembering flashbacks of what Quincy did in previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a TV is cheap, and they're yeah. running out of money. Right, like Community had one where they were all in the the one set, and it was who stole uh, Allison Bree's pen, and that was the whole episode. And uh, and they they but, made but, but they made us- reference that yeah, it was but, a bottle show. Yeah, but usually it's you also cut secondary characters out because you only you only pay them for seven of nine episodes and right. blah blah blah, right, blah, right. blah 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 blah. So so it's a, a business but, thing and it's a way to to fall. But when you don't have the internet episodes. and you don't have cable and you don't have you know everything else, it's eh, all right. I'll watch this. You know, you don't think yeah. about it. But they, they, they don't have that luxury anymore. Right. And, uh, I, I liked how um, what the fuck is it? Utopia? I've already forgotten the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. Turn story so quickly. I mean, that, oh pi- that pilot it's, so much happens, and you you and have to watch the next one. So there's an, a, a murderer in there, and he's like, like he's sort of just like this cold killer, and then he becomes like one of the most interesting characters as you're watching it. And it's weird to, to see somebody who's incredibly brutal, and basically, you know, he's like Freddy, you know, meets Jason, and he's <laughs> good like, reference. He becomes like. <laughs> He becomes a, a, a 
you know, he f- becomes fleshed out and you understand him by the end. It's mm. it's crazy. Is that and like Freddie Weinstein and Jason Schumacher, <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yep. How dare you, <laughs> fucking Zionist hoodlums? <laughs> but the show I'm working on is six, and I'm, I like that. I like you know, um, it's a good format, sh- shorter orders because then you don't have the. I don't know. This one they just uh, you know she hangs out at the house and nothing happens, and the, you, you don't have the luxury anymore of having like set up episodes where oh something's going to happen soon, but we've set up all these storylines. I like just getting to it. Um, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Yes, very nice. Yeah, I'm going uh, to steal that. The old Tom yeah. Petty. Get to the chorus. Tom Start Petty with the chorus. Yeah. Start with the fucking chorus. I do love songs that do that. Like Glad Girls by the uh, uh, by Guided by Voices. Or it just opens with, Hey, Glad Girls, I and, only want to get you And then 90 high. seconds later, it's over? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. GBV. In and out quick like a duck mating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sanjay Gupta has turned changed his mind on medical marijuana. Yes, Gupta, Gupta, Gupta. Change his name to Ganje. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not the first time that joke has been made. Yeah, I, I took advantage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he he had been on the air, Gupta, saying that it was that there <laughs> there was no medical benefit from marijuana for for years. He was saying that, and then now he has changed his tune. I like it because a very good friend of mine who was just in town from San Francisco, he has a PhD in, in biochemistry, and he is a professor at UCSF Medical School. He is a Gupta, as I like to call yeah. that, That's my racist <laughs> word for Indian people. And that guy has smoked more pot than Jerry Garcia. He is, he is a, a big fan of the weed. I'm like, what? Yeah, he says, um, I apologize because I didn't look hard enough until now. I didn't look far enough. I didn't review papers from smaller labs. I didn't smoke enough and listen to enough Cypress Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And he he said, I I lumped uh, pot smokers with the high high visibility malingers just looking to get high. He's been smoking the... He's not got the dank weed. He's got got some some shit with sticks uh, sticks and... And uh, seeds popping in the California in the bong. See how good it really yeah. could be. Twigs and seeds. Twigs right. and seeds. You just smoke that dirt weed. Yeah, you know, there's no medical benefits. Yeah. But you get the, uh, the the candy crush sticky icky, <laughs> the thunder thunderfuck diesel. Thunder you get that fuck. going. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, no, no. He he was touring a pot farm where they were they were breeding low THC pot that had the higher of the other stuff that has medical other medical benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay, are, have you been to a collective here in California? Um, no. I'm I'm only gonna is it collective a, a it's where head you shop? it's where yes. you buy weed. Yeah, I, I'm not yes. gonna I'm not gonna ask this yeah, side of the room because I know <laughs> I someone have. someone's been there today. Yes, someone. I have I have. exactly. So I don't know whoever's listening. Some states have it in America, some don't. California, we do, and you have to go through this fucking theater where you go to a doctor. Yep. Yes. And you sit. I've never been in a waiting room. I, I have I have been through the process. I've never been in a waiting room that sells um, snacks. <laughs> like, like, and then it's showing training day, like, and it's just a bunch of burnouts. Just I'm like, ah, this oh, is not. This no, and then a large man with like a whole as the security guy. Yeah, the, there's a big the black door. guy with a clipboard. You're like, am I at a club? <laughs> and they're what? They're everyone's watching a training day, and they sell T-shirts and Snickers. And then you go in, and I literally spent 45 <laughs> seconds with the doctor. Yeah. It was the the one who's got the ads all over town where she's you know she's, she's got a glamour shot and it says actual doctor underneath it yeah. and for forty five seconds she said I've reviewed your case and I think you need medical marijuana like it is this whole dance you do it is a charade but then when you go to the clinic 
all of that goes away. And it's like, so how high do you want to get? You want to get, <laughs> yeah. you want to get stupid high? You want to get fucking be real high? You want to get Snoop high? You want to get, you know, Gar- Jerry Garcia 77 tour high? And, you know, it, it's like the whole game goes away. And it's bizarre. It's so, like, just make so it legal. What's the difference between indica and sativa? Indica makes uh, you why, fall you, why are you asking yeah. him? Because yeah. he's the Indica big Indica makes you fall asleep, and sativa just gets you uh, daytime. Yeah. I'm asking the actual smoker. Yeah, uh, well, I have one of each. Well, what are you on now? Indica. Uh, yeah, Indica. I'm on a hybrid. Uh, Indica bro. is more of a body, more of a like a down high, and sativa is more of an up. Exactly what the high. fuck I said. Mark. Exactly. Well, I just wanted to get the experts' opinion. <laughs> so I have one of each. I'm telling you. And so, are you smoking <laughs> regularly now? Next question, please. What? It's, the NSA is listening in. We're all going to get busted. You have a medical condition. You talked about it already. It's already yep. out in the. In, so, is, is it helping you sleep? Yep. Oh, that, it fucking totally helps you sleep. Yeah. And that indica yeah. does. That's what you take to. Uh, yes, but it's confusing because the thing of sativa I got is like Blue Moon Dreams. On it, and I'm like, well, what the they, fuck? They really need to come up with like drug names, like yeah. sleep and all. I love and, yours. You know. <laughs> I actually love the Jerry Garcia '77 tour. That's uh, good stuff. Snoop Lion. Yeah. I like. Snoop I, Snoop I, Lion. I wish they broke it down in terms of music. Yeah, but it's all like you know, Thunderfuck Diesel and bu- yeah. Bubblefuck Super yeah. Super. Dumb. I, I like, know I don't want to <laughs> get Send Dog high. Yeah, because like, that guy's gone. Yeah, okay. I don't know where he is. I don't want to be there. <laughs> um, Tangerine Dream, Lemon Haze. Oh, that's good stuff. Perp. Paramedic, but they're, gold, but they're not. They well, you go to one store and you fuck. buy it by their name, and then I go, oh, do you have uh, Rockstar? And they're like, I don't know what the fuck that. Is. It's all just proprietary to each blueberry yum yeah. yum. Oh, that's good stuff. Balsack, no, Balsack is number three on the uh, uh, medical marijuana strains. What does Balsack taste like? Yeah, that's, uh, pennies. Pennies. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> it's like a changed person, <laughs> but the pennies are on the outside. <laughs> But just like I remember going to Montreal when I was sixteen, and the kids can drink there. The little sixteen-year—they yeah. have no drinking age. Yeah. And of course, I was like, I'm going to a bar. I'm going to every liquor store, and they—the kids were sort of like, yeah, it's alcohol. Who cares? And now I'm at that point with pot stores where, yeah, I can get pot. Yeah. So what else? You got any? But, you got any ecstasy back there? Yeah, right. <laughs> you got any medicinal cocaine? Anything? A little, so when you a little stronger, Bill, when you went to the the pot store, did you say? Did you say what you wanted? Like, I want to go to sleep, and I don't want anything that's going to be yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was pretty... I, to be honest, I was a little uncomfortable, and I walked in, and, like, everybody's super really? stoned, and right. I'm like... Yes, the ah. chick behind the counter is usually yeah. baked oh, man, out of her I'm, fucking I'm, mind. This is not my element. But you're, you're not in a pharmacy. You're not, like, a yeah. guy with a coat going... But you going, did ask, and they were like, oh, man, you got to try, you know, blueberry yum-yum and Girl Scout cookies. That, that'll yeah, be right. Yeah, I was pretty right. specific. I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping. I, I would like something that just mellows me out and kind of knocks me out at the same time, and and she helped me out with that. And then I I never really experimented with marijuana much, um, and certainly not in recent years. Um, but I have been a little bit because of this insomnia stuff. And I was also enjoying getting high and going to a bar more than drinking. So I also got the sativa. Mm-hmm. And I asked a friend of mine about who who, who is a stoner and right. really knows her stuff. I was like, well, you know, what's something that can just... So my, you know, I, I'm not so uptight when I go out, you know? Or I can go on a hike or I can... I can do something. I can be active, but just be a little chilled out in my head because I'm so uptight. And that's where the sativa thing came in. So right. I, got, I got one of each. Gotcha. Yeah. I got accidentally dosed at work with one of those chocolates. <laughs> chocolates. It was oh, a, it was like a 78% cacao chocolate, a beautiful wrapper, and someone just handed it to me, and I ate it. And then two hours later, 
I said, oh, someone dosed me. Like, I'm trip. I had no idea, which is a little, it's a little odd. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, 45 milligrams of THC. Which it way. said, to start, take five, five milligrams. So I took five of whatever, f- five into 45. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. What is that from? That's from Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. But uh, I had to go home. I could, and but this other gentleman, this is why TV is falling into the abyss. He ate one. He ate the same amount I did. He stayed at work. Like he's, he's like, I'm fucking Snoop. Like I'm just, I stay stoned all day long. Uh, it was, uh, I was going 25 miles an hour on the 10, just like thinking I was speeding. Like, I'm yeah. like oh my God. And then I, by the time I got into uh, Sunset Boulevard, I forgot how to drive at every red light. Like I was, <laughs> I was talking to myself stoned, like you can do this, dude, you can yeah. do this. And I would stab my foot into the pedal to like make it go. And it felt like I was going a thousand miles an hour. I'm sure I was the one guy crawling along yeah. about 10 miles an hour. And I went home and slept for 14 hours. And uh, oh that's the sort of the problem with the edibles in the, yeah. the pot world. Yeah. Right, because you don't know. Yeah, it's like. You don't have a lot of control. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I hear like the the. the I've heard many stories of people strips are really yeah. Like I just oh I had this lollipop and then I had to go to the hospital. Like I like, <laughs> holy shit. But that's the thing. I, like when I go into this place, uh, one of these pot dispensaries, I and I have a specific condition I want to address. I'm not going to trust some like you know second rate Adam Duritz dreadlock right. guy. Yeah. Be like oh man, right. this is going to do it for you. Just have two brownies and then turn on you know Dark Side of the Moon. And, uh, and you're current be... reference. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I yeah. Right. Well, because it's not a current guy. He's uh, it, that's the guy at the st- at my place. I, I, I listen to the Soft Bulletin. Oh yeah, and uh, you see me versus the aliens or whatever. Yeah, the edibles you can get into a lot of fucking trouble. But I want, I want them to like medicalize this or legalize this to the point where they like understand like the, exactly which components do what to you, so you can. Yeah, really... here's here's two milligrams. Take a half a pill and see how it affects you. Like right, Xanax, right. like every other right. pill. It's still like it's it's legal, but it's still in this like, what is this going to do to me? Eh, find out. You yeah. know, just don't <laughs> keep your afternoon free because you might be fucking. <laughs> I was so high, I didn't know if I was awake, asleep. I was dreaming, but then I realized, oh wait, I'm awake. That's just my brain going off into stone land. Like it was. <laughs> It was a little much. Now, did you guys? Uh, do you guys like the taste of marijuana? Like the the the, the smoke part? There is a distinct uh, difference in taste from strain to strain when you first hit it. Once once you first, which is greens, basically when, right. you, when you hit the green ball, uh, you get that that taste and basically like the uh, <laughs> vagina tasting contest. Mm. Oh, you know, vagina yes, tasting like but weed. Like, do you I'd like be, the yeah. taste of one, but. Or the the high of one, but not the taste of it. You know, um, it's like, oh, I like this. The high yeah. I get from this one, but it tastes like well, ball sack. I mean, some people get a little a little pretentious with it. Like this has got a very piney. Like it's it's all fucking piney. All right, it's right. All and you're green. not smoking it for the taste. Yeah. Right? Well, you, some people yeah. do though. Some people do. Really? I mean, there, there's a you know this, contest like the cannabis cup uh, that <laughs> you've been right. <laughs> I have you not know. been to the cannabis. No, but, so that that is just on flavor. Uh, well, that, that's the pretense that. Yeah, <laughs> but did, after the first one, you're like, I don't fuck. Yeah. I did go to a food pop up where they cooked with marijuana, uh-huh. like not to get you hemp. high to hemp. No, it was marijuana. Yeah. It was actual marijuana leaves in it, and it was yeah. It's not it, the best. But it wasn't. It was marijuana. Was but it? it's respectable. They call it hemp. <laughs> mm, hemp, is, yeah. hemp is the stalk of it. This was the leaves, but you smoke the 
the flower, the dried the flowers, bud, yeah, the, the buds. So it, it's not the best herb. It's very sort of bitter. And, There's a yeah. I do use the edibles because um, I, I don't love the burn in my chest yeah. for smoke. And I also sometimes like if I if I'm going to go somewhere, I don't I don't like to drive uh in a bad way, so you can you can take a bite of an edible Absolutely. and drive somewhere, and you don't have it on you. You don't have the yeah. Mic. You don't have it on you. Yeah. I don't want to. It's going to too it's, fucking old to be pulled over. And like oh, I have a one hitter. Like, right, oh, and it's you I'm, know, that, it's I'm that guy. Hey, <laughs> it's got the time delayed thing, so you can get to the movie or get to the party and then come up when you get there without having had to drive under the influence, and then you have time to come down before you drive home. So I do use yeah. the edibles, and there's there's uh, a psychological trigger when you bite into it and, and it tastes like marijuana. Where you're like, oh, I'm going to get high off this. Right, right. There's now uh, oils. I don't know if you know about yeah. this. And you smoke them in a, um, a vaporizer. A vaporizer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you it's can almost... put it in one of your e-cigarettes, right? Uh, I guess that's... Is that... No, no it's, it's different. There's a uh, There's vaporizers and They're really expensive. Atomizers. Um, <laughs> Let's go. He's got yeah, one right now. Let's get right stoned now. right now. We <laughs> are really hitting the right demo here. here. So the that Kevin is Smith a, demo. <laughs> that's a vaporizer? Uh, Microvaped uh, personal... Medication delivery device, yes, of course. <laughs> Medication, but that's delivery not. Is device. that for oils? <laughs> this is for yes, for concentrates. Concentrates so for oil. Uh, so I tried wax. it. There's there, there's no pain. There's no like oh my lungs are filled. I, no. And I didn't really taste anything either. Yeah, I was also drunk, so that, I don't. That's the one thing. <laughs> but it, it was great. It was it, like it does it works. It yeah, does but the what's the one thing um, that if you're in it for the taste of it, it's really not a taste thing. It's more of a right uh, not. And what about yeah, on a, vap- a vaporizer? Do you get the taste? Um, not uh, really. Not really, no. Right. And it's not as harsh. Right? No. But that sound of a bong hit. Oh, that's uh, just, yeah. that is, that's, that's music. <laughs> <laughs> i got to do my. There it is. Here it comes. Oh, oh yeah. That's Wait, how long have we been listening to this song? Yeah. Emily, were you ever a pot person at all? No, I got um I, I really I react really strongly to it, so if I'm gonna smoke I, I try not to have anything the next day because <laughs> I can get really <laughs> jacked up and I started on edibles and uh that was pretty freaky. <laughs> uh but I enjoy it. I I would uh you know, I have a couple of friends that I like to on my birthday, got pretty screwed up, and then I went to the Ren Fair the next day. I was still high. It was great nice. fun. I highly recommend. Hot at the high at the Ren yeah. Fair. That's just <laughs> I could I would kill for a turkey leg. Yeah. Uh, um, shall Do, we get? Do thou have any mead? <laughs> mm. I think it's a let's uh, get. Uh, Open up, dip that. our hands in the mail sack. Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, dip my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. It was great. First emails from Steve in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anybody going to San Antonio? He says, "Hey guys, I wanted to touch on a couple things you said last week. Um, House of Cards, while awesome, was not really a groundbreaking, uh, not really groundbreaking in its Emmy nominations. Uh, Doctor Horrible's Sing Along won an Emmy for online content." Yeah, but this wasn't nominated in an online category. Uh, That's what makes it groundbreaking. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, They're doing a second season of that. 
of Dr. Horrible. Are they really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. It's a fun fun little show. Uh, what's God, Joss Whedon can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Is it Felicia Day? Is she the one yep. who's in it? Do, she, are you? She's not going to be in the sequel. Oh. Do you like her? Do you, like, I'm not very familiar with her. I've only ever seen her in Dr. Horrible. Uh, but she did, however, role play with a group that I played with. <laughs> okay. No. We never role play. I never role played with Felicia Day, but I did... Uh, Adopt her group once she left it. And are you still in it? Uh, no, it's dissolved because the, the dungeon master had a baby. Because you all realized that <laughs> it was dumb. Jerk. <laughs> no, so what? Sorry. What did you, Bill? <laughs> come on, Bill. We think you're you and your stupid bands are dumb. They are dumb. Right. Everything my whole life is dumb. Nonsense. <laughs> Everything in life is gold. It's dumb. So in the role playing groups, what do you play a game or do you just role play? Please do it in nerd voice. What please, are please. you talking about? You role play. That's why they're no. But do you do role playing games or do you like, give yourself significant others because you'll never have them in real life because you're fucking role like, players? Is it yes. for D and Is it for a specific game? Yeah, it was D and D. Okay, all right. Um, it says also regarding Lilyhammer. Uh, it was true. It was the first Netflix original programming. But they it was a they bought it after it had already been uh, oh, produced. So it so House of Cards is actually the first one that they produced and developed. That's that's a bill impression. Josh Estey just did a bill impression on a tweet. Um, would you do it in your bill voice? Uh, Fuck Marty. Fuck. I've never done that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes, you have. I mean, that's yeah. my ethos. That's my subtext. But I don't, <laughs> yeah. think, I've, I don't think I've ever drawn we, we out. Up on it. I don't think I've ever drawn out a yeah. fuck like that. And then, uh, so you wanted to know if you found your Furley's uh, drum and bass remix? I still haven't. All right. um, if you if you found that Furley's drum and bass yes. from a few years ago, send that to uh, please. It's DJ a white Master. label from the UK. Is all I know. Uh, lastly, um, he, in regards to uh, concept albums, he says that. Frank Sinatra's "Come Fly with Me" oh. uh, hmm. is a song, uh, an album where uh, about places to go and get away. Yeah. Many credit Frank Sinatra with the creation or perfection of the concept album. I, I have not heard that. Before. I did not know that. I'm going to revisit that because I love, I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's like uh, "Come Fly with Me" around the world. I love Capri. He's an anti-Semite. I it happened in. Uh, <laughs> it happened in Monterey. Is that uh, is that on that record? Uh, on the Road to Mandalay is on it, but... Um, That's not. my wallet in El Segundo? No. Nope. I gotta get it. I got got to get it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Steve. That that's a that was a good... Yeah. You know. uh, this next one's from George, who... George. George. George he's in the, the UK, in Manchester. Man, he says, okay... Uh, lives over the sea. Uh, <laughs> I admit there isn't any revenge in this. However, I needed a title to get you... Oh, I forgot what he... Oh, Ginger's Revenge. Uh, Ginger isn't deemed offensive in England. However, a redheaded uh, ex-bandmate of mine did get offended at jo- Ginger Cunt. Um, however, he yeah, probably the cunt part. Yeah, yeah, that might have yeah. pushed it over the edge. However, he did used to dye his hair black out of shame. Uh, <laughs> no, embrace it. You're beautiful. My point for emailing is that earlier this week, the Gingers had a pride march and a shouting out against Gingerism. Have a fantastic day. I'm currently strung up in bed with the dreaded gout. All the best, Oy. Ginger Warmby. 
You know, I read reports that say that gingers are dying out. They're a they, dying breed. Yeah, the, you, they, from gout. fifty years they will not exist. Yeah. By the way, uh, is that why they're ginger, booking them in every single commercial? So freeze my body aired. now and wake me up in fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gingers. So George said that ginger isn't uh, offensive. Is but not we got offensive. another tweet from somebody who said it is offensive. It is. So go figure. So, uh, P.S. Here's a shout out for his band, The Systematics. Nice. Nice. And uh, tell him Steve Dave played them a, a while ago, but we won't. Because we are going to Travis Mountain. Good morning, Merps. Last week there was an uh, an email in the mail sack from Ray Oliver looking for a recommendation for a comic book series to pick up. I'm almost finished finished with Why the Last Man, Brian K. Vaughn. And I would definitely recommend it for anybody who's looking for a non-superhero comic book. Uh, I just got handed, uh, you'll appreciate this, Emily, a friend of mine who was disappointed that I didn't love Arkham Asylum but understood why I didn't love it. Um... He's trying to get me on the Grant Morrison tip, so he gave me Batman Year... No, that's Frank Miller. He gave me uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol. Oh. Okay. Nice. How is it? I I just borrowed it. I haven't started reading it yet. No. He also gave me Batman Year One from Frank Miller. Oh, that's a Back great... Back when Frank Miller was great. Yeah, you, you have not read that? I'm not a DC guy. Oh, it's a, it's a great one. It's a really, I mean, really I read, good one. I've read Dark Knight uh, and Return. Or they animated Batman, that, uh, DC... Movies or whatever, and they did a really good job with it. It's, DC it's, does really good, movies. and Brian Cranston right. does the voice mm. of Inspector. I mean, uh, Commissioner Gordon, Inspector Fuzz. Oh, wow, yeah, <laughs> Walter White, <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? That's cool, uh, and it's it's very true to the comic book, um, and it's very well done. Uh, so, uh, why the Last Man? Isn't that being turned into a movie or a TV series or something? Probably. Jesus, they're mining all of comic books. Were you things. a fan yeah. of that? I never got into it. I could not get into a comic book where there was only one male character and everybody else was a woman. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sounds good sounds to me. <laughs> so many options. So, uh, many, so many flavors. <laughs> this one's from so many Tyler. Musky pennies. Musky pennies. Tyler Fago. Hi, Murps. Long time <laughs> podcast listener here, though I listen live when I can. This is my first time contacting you because for once I felt like I had something to contribute. Hey ho. Right. I wonder what that feels like. When I heard you guys talking about concept <laughs> albums, I immediately thought of Boston Hardcore the Boston hardcore band Defeater. Are you familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Uh, they have three albums and an EP which tell the story of different f- members of a family living on the Jersey Shore. Wow, their entire catalog is a concept? That's, that's pretty wow. intense. Uh, the great story, which an explanation cannot do justice, um, and heartfelt lyrics are played perfectly, though they might be an acquired taste. Have a great weekend and complete indifference to Cleveland. Hey, now. P.S. More <laughs> Emily, please. I love hearing fellow nerd girls. Um, Speak up, have, sweetheart. She should have her own spinoff podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Tyler. So I wasn't here for the concept album All right. That's discussion. enough. What's the next email? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever heard of uh, like Potter Rock? Or it's, uh, it's basically... Yes. What, have, did you guys talk about that? It's, no, because it's dumb. It's uh, fans of Harry Potter that oh, make bands no. and sing they're about actual the world bands. of Harry Potter. And they yeah. dress like... Oh, yeah. And they're adults, which is the worst part. Yeah. Oh, God. There's a documentary on them on Hulu, or there was. Anyway. Yeah. I forget yeah. what it's called. And there Watch is... these losers do dumb things or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> There was one that was a that was done. It was all like teenage boys, and that was that was cute. Yeah, yeah. they're having fun. I mean, I will say they they're having a lot of fun. The crowds are having a blast. Like they're just in heaven. Yeah. What do you think of nerdcore hip hop? I don't even know what that is. Comics. Uh, I like comics. Is that nerdcore yeah. hip hop? Yeah, sure. Nerdcore. Yeah. Do you listen to any like nerdcore? Um, a little bit. I mean, 
like like he was just saying, Spec One is a guy I listen to that does that. Uh, Who's the Doom guy? Who's the guy who came out of retirement from Atlanta and raps with a Doctor Doom mask? MF Doom. Uh, MF Doom. Yeah. 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 Is that nerdcore rap? It's uh, more cartoon rap. It's more Adult Swim rap. Yeah, yeah. These are like white guys who spend their days coding and their nights uh, rapping to their you know at home playing with Pro Tools. Got it. Uh, and rapping about coding. Is uh, MF Doom any good? Should I look into it? Yes. Cool. Very um, good. And Dan- Danger Mouse, right? That's his album? Danger. Uh, that's Danger. a great show. Something? I think so. That's it a great... It's like ten, it's all, it's all clips show. from Adult Swim shows. Yeah. It's really good. Um, do you know... Do you have any concept albums that you like? Oh, Jesus. How about uh, uh, Sergeant Pepper? Yeah, that came up. Yeah, they dropped the concept after the second track, but yeah. I but still love that album. It's a cool it's album amazing. cover. It's a very cool um, album. Steve? <laughs> Is the first Boston album a uh, concept? Fuck yeah. No. <laughs> it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Except is Chart Domination. Uh, isn't that, it's sort of a dead art form now, right? Or is it coming back? Uh, aside from that Boston hardcore band. Is but it, don't like don't people like uh, what's an Decemberists? Album? Don't they do stuff like that? It, it, it's, like a, it's like taking a history class. But it's awful. Like, uh, do you guys remember when Oingo Boingo had that one album called Just Boingo? And it was really, really good. And it was like a separate band. I liked Oingo better. <laughs> the, the prequel? Uh, no, I don't. What about Garth Brooks's uh, uh, Chris, concept uh, career? Chris, what was it? Chris, Bro- whatever. Um, How about when Joaquin Phoenix pretended he was a musician? Uh, was, was relevant. You know, I don't. Yeah. I was never a big fan of Oingo Boingo. I, yeah. I, I like. I just. I think it was the the vocal I didn't like. Oh really? What, yeah. what were some of their hits? I know. I know. I know the band. Uh, Dead, Dead, Man's, Dead Man's Party. Science, Dead Man's Party. Mm-hmm. And- no, I like little girls. You know that one. <laughs> <laughs> is that my subconscious sneaking out? Yeah, yeah, right. right. I think Oingo Boingo is a West Coast phenomenon. Yeah, they weren't yeah. big on like, the East Coast. They had, yeah, that, like, they had that song, "The Dead Man's Party," but yeah. we weren't like it's Oingo a Boingo. dead man's party. Who could ask for more? Were they like, I was really weird. Did Danny they tour Elfman with, was. Did they the... tour with Wall of Voodoo? Um, they were similar in tone, but yeah, Danny Elfman was the front man. Oh. I was talking with an old dude yesterday, I think, and he. Oh, good. That's sweet. He's an older, (laughs) older guy, and he had seen Janis Joplin. Like he's that old, and he was like, "She's amazing." Like night after night, he he saw her a bunch of times in in the day, and I I sort of said, "Yeah, it's kind of good that she died because she would now she'd be Bette Midler now. She'd be like you know, click track and you know, in her earwig and in (laughs) Vegas." And uh, I recently was at a house that uh, Jimi Hendrix lived in. And he had a purple bathroom. They're like, this inspired Purple Haze. And I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of good that he died. Because he'd be a bald dude in Vegas, stumbling through Purple Haze. And then he, he they would have a, an effect of his guitar on fire. It would yes, just be, exactly. like, red ribbons with a fan underneath it. It would just be video of him, like, because he's too old and fat to do it. And even, <laughs> even, like, Cobain. Like, yeah, I mean, it's sad that he died. But he'd be now... At the Vans Fest with people going, don't yeah. play your solo album. Like, I want to hear fucking Teen Spirit. Yeah. So anybody who makes any meaningful art should die quickly. Yeah. it's No, it's just because it, I, I watched uh, on... Well, then one, I guess I'll live forever. I know. I was about to say, like, it's a good thing we haven't made anything. <laughs> hey, no, no you're you're going to peak soon. Yeah. But I watched uh, Jane's Addiction on TV, like them playing a show last year. And I love Jane's Addiction. I saw them before they even had an album. And they were scary and crazy. And I went... The fuck is going on in LA? Yeah. Like, who are these freaks? 
And now it's like he looks like my mom. He's like a middle-aged Jewish woman <laughs> who lives in the Palisades. And Dave Navarro has, looks coaches, old uh, and tired. And there, but it's like this nostalgia. They're playing the songs from '94, whatever the Nothing Shocking yeah. record. And I'm like, it's not. It's yeah. a bunch of old dudes in the crowd who are like, I'm going to slam dance. And then they're like, oh, my oh, sciatic my nerve. Yeah. I gotta... <laughs> but they they're working on a new album, right? I now. know, but they're like, do you think do you think it has like any chance of being good? No. Now, it's just, any like, band, it, but if that comes out like the Who don't. It, it, it's not just songwriting; it's time. Like they, they, and they, the pressure. They, you know, they weren't a, a successful touring act, and now they become nostalgia acts who make a ton of fucking money. Sure, I mean, Air, Air Supply makes millions of dollars. Lollapalooza is pl- still playing. going. The Backstreet yeah. Boys just had an enormous showing. Sure, a couple. And it just, I, there's something about me that's like I hate nostalgia. I like the new. And okay, like, well, can but, any band make a good? Fifth, sixth, or seventh album. Like, is there any band out there who's done that? They have to evolve. They have to change. And, yeah. and I know it's the Rolling Stones, but but no, like, but the Rolling Stones put the same album out fifty times since. Yeah. Uh, okay, what about are you two? Same album. They're they're just the same. They're, people want to hear the famous songs from the eighties. They don't want to okay, hear the new. Is album. there any band that has evolved? I I don't I don't the think Beatles. so. <laughs> aren't aren't they all dead? Oh, you mean like still going? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. and they they, they actually ended at the the perfect time. Like one more album, and it would have yeah. been like, eh, okay, yeah. why is there five Yoko songs on this? Ugh. But it, it, it's sad for musicians because you have this sort of the shelf life, and then you you. Yeah. Jane's Addiction are a nostalgia act, which the Chili Peppers will become in ten years. They'll be in Vegas. At the Hard Rock, no. just doing a sit down for six months. Yeah, no, I'm, and like, they'll have wires so they can jump because their their <laughs> knees. Have, no, I know someone went on tour with them, and the stage is like that spongy, um, spongy yes. because they can't. They're WWE. fucking fifty. They can't wear a sock and, and nothing else and jump around. And it's like, <laughs> I, I remember seeing something in for a network. I went over and it was uh, it was Ozzy, um, Ozzy Osbourne, and yeah. I was like. Uh, it was for some VH1 special, and I stood there, and I was so sad because I'm like, I'm looking at a 59 year old guy who's like, <laughs> I just want to go to bed, and he's trying to be Ozzy from the 80s, and the audience are just a bunch of guys in Tommy Bahama shirts yeah. and, and guts, and uh, it's just, I don't know, music makes me sad when it doesn't so either end I think or would you evolve. want if somebody gave you free tickets to see Jane's Addiction? Would no, you? It's, it would make me sad because I'm like I saw Perry Farrell when he had dreads and he was lighting shit on fire, and now he does. He looks like a Jewish woman who's at shopping at Gelson's next to me. <laughs> like, I think, I think is this fish artists, fresh? Like, there are artists like Springsteen who stay relevant, but they were never dangerous. Right, like when no, you start out really young and dangerous, yeah. you got nowhere to go but the grave. Right, right, right. But if you're just you're either going to go to the grave or you're going to move to the Palisades, you right. know. Right, but someone like Springsteen is sort of has a, more of a folky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has rock albums and he does he has a rock energy, but he ultimately is coming from more of a folk tradition. And Dylan, like I don't think Dylan's pathetic because he's got that folk tradition and it's, his life is and he did being that, on the road and and, and he did that Christmas music. album a couple years ago. That was a little dumb, but um, all the video was cool. The stunt guy, that was pretty cool. Um, About Madonna. Yeah. Sad. It just makes me sad. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're done. I, I never thought you're she working was so hard. But she was a, she was a great be... pop icon in the 80s. Like she oh, yeah. she yeah. she can't sing, but doesn't matter. She's oh, got God, she cannot She's sing. got boobs and red you hair or blonde hair and uh, you know, and her image and now I'm looking at a stringy She looks like a piece of chicken. Like her yeah. arms are like Ugh. Well, I think the don't, problem Don't be but she should become like 
a, a jazz singer. She should like yes. scale her act down, reinvent herself. But the, the problem yeah. is, but like, I don't want to see a sixty-five-year-old Madonna singing like a virgin. Like all yeah. of us, all of us are like I'd still fuck us her. doing this podcast <laughs> is me, uh, you know, Uh-oh. me as a forty-something trying it's, to be relevant. You know, it's going to get meta, yeah. yeah, and real yeah. dark. Yeah, no, but I think. <laughs> Every everyone wants to be relevant. They don't want to be like left behind in in pop culture. Even yeah. even consumers don't want to be. Yeah, uh, but you were doing this alone in your basement. Now you've got mics and other people are listening. You know, you're evolving. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And you're not you're not doing this in front of your two dogs. <laughs> and they, you might be have a terrestrial. A so we have something in the mail sack. Let's uh, butternut has written in. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's try, let's try some new dog food. All right. Good good, good letter. <laughs> Next. Notice I didn't do that as Asian. I I, I respect yes. you now. I didn't. You just missed an opportunity. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll get. There. You're becoming less relevant. We're, That's yeah, all. I, I know. No, it, it, as as you get older and you're trying to make TV, and you're like, oh, I'm just an old fuck. I don't know anything anymore. Mm. These these young kids. My friend just worked with uh, Max Landis, who's John Landis' John kid. Son. Yeah, and he directed Chronicle, which was a really good found footage movie. And yeah, his like he's just like his brain is popping with ideas. And, right. Right. And it, it, he doesn't have to prove anything. He's you know he's well, he's, uh, he's a he's, hell, he's a bad example but there are like okay, people but, out there that yeah i don't i don't care i don't i don't need money i don't need anything i have you know i'm young and now we're at that age where we're kind of hanging on and like uh, i might have to you know Boy, do I have, something i have this groundbreaking idea but it'd be nice to own property yeah uh, zach gilligan was interviewed by uh vince gilligan vince gilligan um by uh jeff garland on his podcast and you listen to other podcasts traitor traitor uh, deja vu <laughs> all over again and he basically said like you know he's just gripped by you know he's worried because like there's no way that people are going to love his next show as much you know yes and it's like he can his career Critically, can only go down from Breaking Bad. You know, if it's yes. any consolation to Vince Gilligan, I didn't like Breaking Bad, and I might like his next show. <laughs> but you only watched a couple episodes. No, right? I watched a season and a half. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm spending way too much time with people I don't give a fuck about. Right. Um, but that's just also cause... I don't like this show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but it's very true. I mean, he and time to make some changes. It's uh, it's kind of. <laughs> It's daunting, you know, to to all of a sudden be Radiohead and like, yeah. no matter what, you're never going to make. How do you okay, follow Sergeant Pepper? Yeah. yeah, the best career is the person you you're sort of like, oh, what's he done? I've never heard of him, but just worked constantly. And then, but people like him, people sort of outliers who become, I love that word, the lords of the zeitgeist. And then it's like, word. so so what else? You got another show? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we can't wait. Oh, oh. And- yeah, and people like people over here who don't like him are ready to shit on him, right? For whatever. He I mean, Ricky like. Gervais kind of encountered that after The Office. It's yeah. like you know, you peak so high. I mean, luckily he's made so much money off the American Office. He doesn't give a fuck, and he can make whatever he wants. Um, yeah, how do you stay? How do you stay in touch with that thing that generates your art without and and he defined letting it be corrupted by. Um, not listening, not listening to the Bob Dylan perception, <laughs> stay, staying current, right? right. Getting a Pandora like, account and not listening yeah. to uh, the band over and over again. And <laughs> Ricky Gervais kind of redefined television or created a, a subgenre of television of the the mockumentary style. I mean, I guess it was Fellini uh, invented that. Come on, sure, but well, you know, he he refined it in a weird way for TV. And uh, and it was imitated, even though I, you could argue that Christopher Guest did that, you know, the sort of Talking Heads thing. And uh, but it um, 
And then now when you watch his shows, you're just like, oh, this again, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just not as much fun, and it's not as... There's Rash. not that sense of discovery, you know, that you No, get. he captured a unicorn, and they're hard to find, yeah. you know. No, but he's still very funny, and if you guys haven't seen... Um, an Derek? Idi- an Does he have a podcast? Uh, not he anymore. Did. Yeah. He had yeah. a brilliant podcast. Uh, an Idiot Abroad. Yes. Uh, really, really funny. Carl P- Pilkington sent to horrible places on Earth. It's just... <laughs> it's like... Three seasons. Delicious. But back to Jane's Edition, I don't know what they should do. Like, they're, they are a nostalgia act. They're playing an album that's 20 years old now. And it's sort of like, it's a bunch of old guys in the crowd, a bunch of blue hairs. And right. how do you, like, do they become like electronic act? Do they break up and put out solo albums? Like, and I don't the know. The Pixies are about to go on their total big, nostalgia act. On yeah. tour for, and they're releasing a song a, a, a month for the next, you know, year. But people like want to hear this, do, they want to hear Doolittle. They don't want to hear. I know. The but, new stuff. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see them, though. I've never seen them live. Really? I saw them with the Greek when they got back together last time. And were they good? It was fun. The best moment was when Lovering completely fucked up and they had to restart a song. And it was like, oh, it's not just like skipping tracks on a CD. They're actually, they're here. Right, right. <laughs> they're here playing these songs. Oh, he fucked up? That's yeah. so funny. It was yeah. great. So I know that they're really deep in rehearsal and, and Dave Lovering is just loving it. He's having a great, great time. So very excited to go on. It was tour. great. It was a totally human, spontaneous moment. Because the tracks, they're, so, they're, they're very good musicians and Frank Black's voice has really held up. I remember oh, that from seeing Frank Black and the Catholics, and they opened with Where Is My Mind, and he was still doing all the high parts. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's got it. But he sure looks old. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was nice, because uh, you could close your eyes and think you were listening to the album, and it was nice when there was that human moment. I'm not knocking nice. Lovering for screwing up. It was great. It was yeah. spontaneous and alive, and they joked about it. I was like, oh, I'm in, the same, I'm in the presence of the Pixies. Right. It was right. great. Oh, cool. Uh, next email's from Ash Williams. He says uh, there's a documentary about DJ Shadow called Scratch. Yes. Um, and then he, his question is, in a previous job, did anyone ever have to wear an animal suit? <laughs> but not for Halloween. Um, and then he says, besides Bill, does anyone play an instrument? Uh, let's go with the first question. Animal suit, anybody? Uh, an animal no. suit, like a, like a mascot suit? Yeah. I wore mm. one for a short film. Really? Yeah. Do tell. That's right, you have mascot experience. I have mascot experience. I did a, <laughs> I did a pastiche of a 50s PSA uh, about women directors in film, and the f- the film within the film was a Godzilla movie, and I was Godzilla. Oh, nice! It was, was from it the a- people who did Robot Chicken. It was really was it a good uh, Was it a good suit? It was. It looked really cool. We shot up in Mount Baldy in the summer, and it was oh, scalding nice. hot. So it was definitely you know a challenge to stay hydrated and not pass out. But it was it was a really cool suit, and and I I loved how physical and silly you could be because your eyes are three feet above your head so you've got to like adjust your body to make eye contact with the other people i, I put bill fun. in a death costume yes that's right yeah that was really fun uh, i directed a short film about a guy who's followed around by death and uh i was death itself yes and in the end the high point is death plays the banjo at the end oh yeah so <laughs> we were just sitting around at the uh at the house we were filming at and then there was a banjo there and then bill just picked it up and started playing in the cowl with the in the cowl and then the i was like oh we gotta film this so we, we shot the, we shot bill <laughs> nice. yeah and that was that's on youtube um god that was a lifetime ago. emily animal costume i don't know uh, i guess if acting <laughs> jobs count i got dressed up as a werewolf 
once. Now, how, how about role-playing? Any animal costumes in the old role-playing? <laughs> no. Was it just like... Sure? You it's not about what you put on in the role Was it just like a, a rubber mask that you put on, or was it like full no, it prosthetic makeup? No, and I had hair on oh, my wow. face. And how long did it take to put on? Five hours. And what? where can we see this? I don't know if you can. It was for a short film. Um, like, why doesn't everybody who makes a short film just put it on YouTube? Right. It's so stupid. we're old and uh, that day. How does a computer work? Yeah. We- <laughs> I'm having trouble with the codex. <laughs> I, Are you doing uh, H264? Was it fun? It was a lot of fun. I loved it. And what was it called? Oh, um, Oceana. Oh. Yeah. I did a live cast on Saturday for something I'm shooting next month. What? What's that? That's where you have to sit still and they... No, no, what's, what are you shooting? Oh, uh, it's called Buccaneer Galaxy. It's sort of like an intergalactic pirate adventure comedy. Is it a short film I'm or a Kung feature? Fu Ogre. Uh, I think it is the pilot of a web series, if I'm correct. Are you getting paid? I am. Yay. Well done. Um, Congratulations. The life cast is sitting, you know, being covered in trash bags and sitting there while they pile... Uh, chemicals all over your face and like make a mold they do and it they like, wrap it in yeah. plaster or something so they have a cast and you have to sit with only breathing through your nostrils for like 40 minutes while they first the first stuff they goop on your face is cold and then the next stuff they wrap your head around and it's hot right. and you just have to sort of breathe and the chill plaster out gets or you'll hot. freak out and then the- yeah, i just worked at a company that does was this in north hollywood uh, it was at a dude's apartment, but he did okay. he did Dick Tracy. He did all, all the well, prosthetics for Dick Tracy. Because around the Terminator. corner, there's a place that does this. And actors go in every couple of years and redo the... the they, they store them in there. I went in this room, and it's every famous person's head. Wow. Like I'm like, I'm holding Meryl Streep's head. Right. But they do it because when they get a, a movie role, they don't want to like stop and go through four hours. They just have, yeah. a, they have a life cast made, and then this place stores them. And then they say, oh, we need to do a prosthetic thing so they send it over it's, it was wow I took pictures I'll put it up on the whatever we put it up do we have a sin bin is that no, still? no oh. not anymore well fuck off <laughs> uh, the um, but it's it's a long arduous tough like I watched yeah. people get it done and I was like oh yeah I'm I was, glad I'm not an actor yeah, today yeah I was doing meditative breathing and it gets darker and darker and quieter and quieter and you can actually if you're if you're chill enough you can actually fall asleep right um, but uh it was funny because I would think about the kinds of things that would freak you out and then start to get freaked out. Like, and then I was like, okay, I got to think about something else. <laughs> That's good. I made a short uh, that was about people, furries, people who dress up in mascots as prostitutes. I saw that short. It was really funny. And yeah, that's on YouTube. That so a I, really funny short. It's called Pet Tricks if you want to look it up. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, a, that was really, really fun. So I had to borrow a bunch of... Um, uh, my ex-girlfriend had a, a couple she she had like a bunch of costumes i rented one and then Little i bought one's one ass. yeah um and it was really really fun um and uh i i play one rabbit in there or no i i'm a i'm a chipmunk i think and and uh really, that was a very really, funny short that was yeah. well executed uh thanks um it was really fun to make it was back in the days of the hive back no this is before the hive this oh. is uh Back in the days when I was creative and had a soul, <laughs> the Hive was a was a collective of writers and yeah, actors, and, and we did a bunch of short films. That was what the the death short film yeah. was through the Hive. Uh, and then, James, you play any instruments? Uh, I dabble. I dabble in key, with keyboard, piano. Yeah. Well, keyboard. Did you uh, take piano lessons as a kid? No, no, no. self taught. But I did. Inter- interestingly enough, I did take. Uh, trumpet lessons when i was like in third grade so you can read I music i couldn't play it now or read i i, I don't read music oh. i used to 
back then, but I, and do you just remember? How, just like, remember chords and patterns, chords, yeah, and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and do you still dabble now? I do. Uh, I actually need to have some projects that I might be uh, doing some, you know, uh, scoring for. Oh, nice. So oh, very cool. Yeah. D Jam Master. D Jam Master. Key we'll Jam see. Master. <laughs> uh, and then Steve plays guitar. Steve and Bill played mm-hmm. in a covers band with me, right? Mm-hmm. Marty's got pipes. Yeah, Emily, do you? I play the violin. I actually have been doing the. No, 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 do it, do it in the voice. I play the violin. Although recently, <laughs> recently I have been into the Irish fiddling. I've been doing a lot of Irish fiddling. Around really? Yeah. Are you going to be in wow. Bill's Irish band? Bill, we're going to be in your Irish band. I have an Irish band. Didn't didn't you play? Oh, in the Pogues cover band. Yeah. Um, that I haven't been in in 10 years? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to retroactively be in a cover band I was in in yeah. my 20s? And go. Time travel. <laughs> uh, this what next... was the name of the Aubrey Plaza time travel movie? Uh, safety Not Guaranteed. That's the one. We talk about it every week. I know. The and de- I forgot. The Departed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one. Next one's from Chris Brown. Uh, first off, uh, Firstly, on the off chance that Kruger is there, I'm curious if you're... Cur- Current project is classified as tainment again. <laughs> Someone's listening. No, <laughs> fuck tainment. Actually respectable. I, I got away from those those monsters. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yes, I've escaped tainment. Did they shoot a pilot for this one? This VH1 show? No, that they're going right into it. Okay. And is there a part for me in it? I don't care about the other actors. Uh, how do you how are you comfortable with nudity? Fine. I'm nude in the new web series I'm in. Are you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, come on in. All right. Um, but mainly, this is from Chris, uh, I found myself watching the movie The Phantom from 1996. <laughs> with Alec Baldwin? With Alec. No, with Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Or Billy Zane, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Alec Baldwin was in The Shadow from <laughs> Universal. Yes. Uh, Phantom, I think, was paramount. But And while I agree that it's not great and that Billy Zane should probably never be first on the call sheet of a large studio flick. <laughs> I, oh, he's a nice guy. Uh, it did bring a thought to my mind. It's a period piece uh, set in the Art Deco 30s, and everything looked looks wonderful. Modern cinema now prefers to take a more gritty, realistic look at the past. Which do you prefer, the stylized fantasy or the grimy realism? Also, is there a certain time period you would like to see brought to the forefront again? Personally, I enjoy post-war Europe 50s and 60s. Uh, cheers, Chris. P.S. Congrats uh, to our Brits on retaining the ashes. Hashtag sports. What? Whatever. Is that soccer related? Yeah, it's got to be. Peshaw. Peshaw to soccer. (laughs) I say feh. Watch the X Games. I'm so happy the X Games were on last week. Um, You know, that movie was direct. I worked with that director whose name is Russell Mulcahy. He's an Australian guy. And if you've seen a music video from the 80s, he directed it. Like... Hungry like the wolf. Like there oh, were four. Nice. I remember talking to him because I grew up on those videos, and I was like, yeah. "So what was that like? And what was this like?" And Elton John, every like, total clips of the heart. Like every music. There were wow. four guys that made them, and he made a little tiny movie called Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> only nice. one. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, I loved Highlander as a kid," and blah blah blah. And this Russell Mulcahy, he gentleman, is a uh, homosexual. And he and... Uh, okay, no more talking about that. The, <laughs> he and the star of Highlander were having a little tryst. I don't Boy. mean the woman in it with bad hair. Which I always... When I rewatched, I'm like, this woman is 
not well kept. Like she's got horrible hair and she's not pretty. Yeah. Which you know, gay directors are. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's get a woman in there. Yeah. But the guy is beautiful. <laughs> and so it's like it's bizarre now to go back and watch and think like, oh, he and the Highland. There can only be one. Uh, when they're yeah. off in the. Uh, I mean, he's. He, this oh. is not. By the way, it's not gossip. This don't, is like don't, he told me. Don't email or tweet in. Uh, but uh, Simon uh, Russell Mulcahy he directed the the Shadow and Simon Windsor, the Australian. Uh, Were we talking about the Shadow? No, we were, we're talking, talking about, about the, the Phantom. Phantom. Oh, fuck that! All right, all right. But no, good. We'll, start. Edit, we'll edit this out. Good start. <laughs> yeah, fix it in post. Uh, okay. Simon Windsor is a gay guy who I snub. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Windsor, I know that you're a fan of the show, and we love your movies. And uh, they were around the same time, though, right? They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's. Uh, I just wanted out a director. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got some email to play. All right, email to play. Yeah. Am I am I hot? Zero. Oh, is, <laughs> I can't wait till we get out of beta. <laughs> Can we get some content? Good morning, emails? Whoa! Hey. This particular point, we are about six weeks away from the start of the new TV season, which will be the final season of The Simpsons. And while most people will agree that the quality has dipped in recent seasons, I feel that from season three to about season ten, it was some of the best television ever written. So my question would be, what is your favorite Simpsons quote? Mine comes from the episode 22 short films about Springfield. Milhouse needs to use the bathroom and goes into the android's dungeon... When he asks to use the bathroom, comic book guy informs him that it is for paying customers only, whereupon Milhouse points at a photograph and asks if he can buy it, to which comic book guy says, That is a rare picture of Sean Connery, signed by Roger Boer. It is worth $50. Needless to say, Milhouse cannot afford the photograph and does not get to use the bathroom. Regards, Darren from Wolverhampton. P.S. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. All right. Oh, Okay. Um, uh, God, I uh, used to quote The Simpsons all the time, and I can't think of it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cowabunga. Yeah. Okay. Eat, eat my shorts. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. I think that covers it. Don't have a cow, man? Yeah. yeah. Emily, you uh, must have one. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, oh, I love it when Homer does the impersonation of Mr. Burns, and he goes, uh, exactly. That's all I got. <laughs> well, but you're bearing the lead. It's not the last season of The no, Simpsons. No, it's not. Okay, so... Sorry, Darren, you're, that's not happening. I do love that bit when he's really upset with, uh, Homer's really upset with uh, Mr. Burns. I can't even remember over what. And, and, he's, and he, he got like a letter or something. I, I, he just says, and the guy didn't even send me a letter. Oh, wait, yes, he did. That's why I'm so mad in the first place. <laughs> um, there's that one with, uh, with the King Kong one where... Um, you know, there was one of the Halloween ones where uh, it was a recreation of King mm-hmm. Kong, and then Mr. Burns has like a, a smoke grenade, and he goes, You know, have a snootful of my. S- I'm really bad at memorizing quotes, but it's like, you know, have a snootful of my s- sleeping gas, and then he throws it, and it just goes like half a foot. Yeah, and then it knocks, ball, him out. knocks him out. Um, so that's not really a quote, and it's not even an exact quote. So there you go, Darren. Enjoy. You're nice. welcome. There it is. Yeah, why does he think that it's canceled? It's going uh, syndicate. It, it's going off to syndication in certain markets, but it's not. They're gonna they're gonna milk the shit milk out of that it. thing for the yeah. for the rest of time. So. I mean, every so often there are, are clever moments in the show, but it just feels uh, over. Yeah, or it just feels rote. You know, it's like okay. rote, rote. 
What does that mean? R O T E. Yeah, it's just they're just going through the motions. You know? Oh, they. I thought you meant they wrote it. No, <laughs> that would be written. It's uh, written. It, it's also. I was thinking about the. I know someone who works on the show, and it, it has been on for twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five. That's hard to do. Wow. That's why isn't the, Matt Groening? Is that how you say his name, Matt? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is why isn't he like as as rich and successful as George Lucas? He is. Oh, he is. He oh, has. He's yeah. just lower key. He's he just has chill. stupid, stupid money. Oh, okay. He has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I mean, does just, Sam Simon and James L. Brooks, who. Uh, when they came up with the show, it, 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 he had it was on the Tracy Ullman show as yep. little shorts. Yes, not very funny, not very well done. And they decided to make a series, and they basically banged it out in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And it, and who was in the room was Sam Simon, who I think wrote on Taxi. Yeah, he was uh, like the James L. Brooks, show, he who was, like, was a filmmaker, and he wrote. He was on, like the youngest showrunner on on Taxi, and Matt Groening. Uh, uh, okay. And they they basically just, oh, he works at a nuclear. I mean, it, it's it's really back to my because I'm in the middle of notes, this and that, just. If you can't do it in 15 minutes, you can't be done. Like, yeah. don't spend weeks staring at a, at a board and trying to figure it out, especially in, in comedy and animation. And uh, they are the only show on network that I know of that doesn't get network notes. Hmm. Notes so. are the things that network people do to your script to make it shitty. Shitty. And overthink it. And, why well, I have a job. Why do I need to be here? Oh, I have notes. And then so, yeah. Sam Simon is, you know, it says created by Sam Simon. Yes. He's like one of the, one of the three names. He I, left. I think it's developed by. Oh, developed by. Yeah. So he left after three seasons. Yes. Uh, and Right before it got good? Um, right as is, you know, the third season is fantastic. It's Bill great. Oakley and Josh Weinstein. That's their, they oh, came I in third. Oh, I thought my favorite quote. Oh, right. Um, Save for next week. So... Okay. <laughs> After he left the show, he Can still had do this? like apparently there was a lot of contentiousness uh, between him and the other producers. But as part of his deal, he gets profit sharing, and he makes ten million dollars a year for doing, doing nothing. nothing. Wow. I need so, that gig. Yeah. I need that gig. Yeah, I need uh, that be gig. in the room at the right time. That's, that that's that's how you do it. Uh, sadly, I think he has cancer. So. He's dying. Yeah, but he likes animals, well, so he's a nice guy. Right. And right he, he did he did a lot thing, of things existence. with his money. He created a, found, a couple, you know, a couple foundations. One for for uh, pets, um, you know, for animal welfare. But, uh, I, but I do think it's amazing that it is still. I, I saw the pilot when I was in high school, and it is yeah, still in the air, and it has survived the internet and. Uh, all, all of the other Fox Marlin. animated shows yeah. that are a little sharper and whatever, but the friend of mine that works on it, I don't want to out him, but he has admitted it. He's described it as he's uh, captaining a ghost ship where the pe- the people don't know they're dead. Like it, it's wow. it's sort of like everyone is just you know they're making tons and tons of money. Yeah, and it's they a- they know that it's or they don't. They're they're protecting themselves from the the reality, which is we're a little. Not in the zeitgeist. We're not. Uh, as- yeah, but no. still, they get to they get paid a lot of money to create comedy, and that's that's a that's every that's a dream job, you know. They're taking pay cuts now. Like it's the show is hitting that point where it's less profitable. profitable, and Seth MacFarlane has taken over the rest of, of mm. Fox Animation. But I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it, I don't think it's going away. I don't know where he got that misinformation, but no. it still is one of those. Wow, this has been on. For more than half my life, and it's still every Sunday, and I still watch it. Yeah, I and, still. You know, and the Simpsons to- movie was a. Uh- it sort of reinvigorated my enthusiasm for the show. I mean, it just made me remember why it was... Because it was a really smartly done movie. I think Homer Simpson is the greatest character on television right now. Like, just the best... In, in the comedy space. Like, sure. he is... They described it as, it's like writing for a drunk dog. 
You know, I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. Like Poochie. That's, Poochie. Yes. Well, that's where they got Poochie from. Right. But yeah, you know, keep watching The Simpsons. All right. So sorry we couldn't come up with better quotes. Here's our last mail sack recording. Bonjour, uh, Marty, Emily, James, Bill. It's PDGNB here. Um, I'm um, sending in a voice message this time just to um, ask a um, question about certain music documentaries that you guys like and to actually recommend a few myself. Um, Emily had mentioned the other day that she had uh, watched and enjoyed uh, The King of Kong. There's a few other gaming documentaries that uh, are very, very good that I believe that you guys would enjoy. So I did want to um, suggest Ecstasy of Order, The Tetris Masters. Hmm. Uh, That's a great documentary about Tetris. And uh, Special When Lit, a pinball documentary. Title says it all right there. I'll include the uh, links to those movies in my email. Uh, and as far as music documentaries are uh, concerned, I've been enjoying lately the um, following documentaries um, from a company called Banger Productions. There's the, obviously the great uh, Metal, A Headbanger's Journey, and its sequel, Global Metal. They also made an excellent documentary about uh, Rush called Beyond the Lighted Stage. Sorry, Bill, Rush. I know you hate them. And um, they made a television series from the um, based upon the two uh, metal documentaries they had made called Metal Evolution. X very worth uh, looking into and uh, watching. So since I'm on a big music documentary kick, I was just asking to see if any of you had any music documentaries that you could recommend. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And, and that's all the time we have. Thanks for <laughs> yeah. listening. That was great. Oh, thanks, PDG. No, thanks, that was PD. his first audio one. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for the recommendations. That that was great. Anvil, a story of Anvil. Yeah. The Last Waltz. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. This I hate to break it to you, called. but... Uh, that's not a documentary. Yeah. What? That is a mockumentary. <laughs> what? We'll talk about it later. No, I know. It's okay. <laughs> Um, I wanted to see that replacement stock that came out a couple of years ago, but I didn't. Oh, the one that doesn't have any of their music in it. Is that yeah, right? I'm a friend of mine yeah, made that. Right. I was like, no, you got to hear. Like, it's just people talking about the replacements. That's <laughs> oh, what, that, West that, Way to the World, the Clash doc is fucking great. There's a new documentary coming up about Arnel Pineda in Journey, the the, the Filipino lead Filipino singer. And it's pretty awesome. I mean, just the, the whole his whole journey from being just like. A, a homeless guy who's just busking in Manila right. to being like whisked over to like San Francisco to to audition to with be in Journey to be in Journey and just like uh, and they found him on YouTube and you know he's now an international sensation. Decline of Western Civilization Part One, yeah, and metal Part Two, years. yeah, Part Two is in Metal Years. Part Two, years. Oh, part two. Oh, oh, then Part really Two, really fucking funny. Yeah, Heavy Metal Parking Lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson Arraignment Parking Lot. Like the actual profiles of musicians, <laughs> real doc. It's fucking great. Are, nice. The actual documentaries about musicians are not as interesting as either performance documentaries or the sort of out outlier out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like heavy metal parking lot. Heavy metal. Par- I could watch heavy metal parking lot every. I, I think day the exception of the week. to that is Dig. I think that's uh, sure. No, no, Dig, no, Dig is yeah. uh, like, and I don't like those bands, but yeah. it's. Ten years of filming and and you, yeah. you you couldn't write it. It's the it's the hoop dreams of indie rock. Yes, I worked See, on Dig. That's Doug Prey, right? Who directed that? Sure. I think? And he's he's gay too. No, no, he's not. No. He's married. Uh, I worked on his 
the very first job I did in L.A. was wor- working sound on his UCLA uh, thesis film. Oh, wow. And uh, he's just like, just hold it anywhere. Wait, it's Mark, fine. you were a sound guy? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, give, give, me, give me a little role-playing <laughs> as a sound guy. Your headphones. And- uh, sound speeding. Yeah, you're a sound guy. You pretty, you, you, you pretty much got it. And then can you dick around on your phone for the yeah. next 12 hours? Oh, yeah. No, this is before cell phones <laughs> were around, ubiquitous. Um, yeah, Dig is, is pretty amazing. Um, there, Someone made a, a documentary called Tribute, and it, she couldn't distribute it because she couldn't get the music rights. And it's like, that's the the big thing about yeah. music docs is getting the music rights. There's one on the, um, on the Wrecking Crew, the L.A. house band studio. And they, studio house band that uh, recorded with everyone beach boys glenn Mill. i mean the yeah. list is not even worth going into and they couldn't and get they, the yeah it's just constant um clips of the songs that they don't have rights to right yeah. and so she made a, a documentary about tribute bands like and like there's this one guy who's like in a monkey's tribute band and a kiss tribute band and uh, a journey tribute band and like he's there are all these like rivalries between the various tribute bands yeah. and like you know and then like it's Amazing. I mean, it's just weird subculture that's no different than any other subculture, but it's just these guys dressing up like Kiss and and just like comparing each other's Gene Simmons. And it's it's really, really awesome. And unfortunately, I don't think it's available. Um, So fuck off. So fuck off. Sorry, guys. You lose. Disregard everything you just heard. All right. Okay. Okay. 20 feet from the mic. Uh, Standing in the shadows of Motown. Uh, that one about that's a great one. That one about uh, the Pogues or about uh, Shane McGowan. Fall from Grace. Yes, yeah. yeah that's a no great front one. teeth. Yeah, he's got a, a great, he's got a good laugh. Like Twenty feet away from stardom. That's the uh, the backup the backup singers. Yeah, Tom. Morgan Neville's documentary. That's supposed to be excellent. And he's a great documentary from like he's done great stuff. He's done stuff on Hank Williams, John Cash. You should look his stuff up. I haven't seen the one about the. Uh, it's got train in the title, and it's like Janice and the band and all these guys in this train tour that they went on. Um, by the way, we never got to, to Chris's question about what era we like films. Oh, right. <laughs> what era? Yeah. The it, 70s. Oh, yeah. But the 70s has screwed up a generation of filmmakers now who are like, but in the, like, the 70s are over. I was having this conversation. We need to start like a fund to help unfuck those people who... The 70s made the best movies, but it's... What year is it? Yeah, but he like, it's saying, like in the mid-2000s somewhere? He was saying what era you like seeing represented on film. Oh, era? Yeah. The future. I just uh, I just finished the first season of Spartacus. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It was fucking amazing. It's so like I watched the first three shameless. episodes and I was just like, this is such shit. Trash. Like this is the trashiest shit I have ever seen. Tits, I am tits never and blood. ever that was going the original to title. watch another Tits and Blood. Oh my god, those blood so and naked. tits and blood, 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 tits, tits, blood, blood, tits, talking, blood, blood, tits, and tits, talking. But Andy Whitfield's great. He's wonderful. R.I.P. He's so lovely. Um, um, I, we started to try to watch season two, just bored, just snoring. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first season, boy, he's great. Yeah, and there's just some awesome TNA in there, if you're mm-hmm. into that. And just, Oh, there's A, too? I only saw the T. No, there's everything. Yeah, there's... There's full frontal male nudity. There's oh, wait a minute! I got to get on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the I saw the canyons. I mean, and by saw it, I why I scrolled through to see. You have a thing for Lindsay Lohan, don't <laughs> not you? anymore. No, they're they're like translucent. Like I could see her lungs through them. She's so oh. ghostly pale. Yeah. She got bad nipples. It's very nothing ruins a perfect tit with a bad, like a bad nipple. Mm. 
Ladies, Ladies take notice. Take notice. Pa- paint them. They must have painted something on in her Playboy layout because they look normal. But in this movie, I was like, they don't. They look mouth like we you know when you cut open a tomato and it's not quite done. That's had that sort of like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they they pulled this one out of the oven too soon. Uh, and her acting is horrible. But other, is, but other than that, she's, it's a delightful film. How is Jesse James? Uh, James Dean? Or James Dean, sorry. Well, you know, probably the, earlier in the week he was in a blow bang with seven black guys. I don't think he had really done the, the preparation, the, the, the legwork. You know, an actor really needs to sort of... No, I don't, he was uh, terrible. It, everyone involved in it should be ashamed. Oh, it's about Hollywood and how you have to sleep with the producer to get in up in the business. Like, Wow. What a revelation! No. What a- <laughs> to answer Chris's question, I like to see <laughs> Chris's question. Yeah. I like to see any era that's represented in a way that I I don't question it. That I, I'm immersed in it, and I, yeah. and I I learn things that I don't hadn't learned before. Yeah, if it's a complete world, it doesn't matter if it's fanciful or gritty. Yeah, I just want it to be a nice complete world. Yeah, exactly. And on that note. We're running way over, so we will see you next Tuesday, hopefully live. Yes, we'll get it worked out. Sorry, guys. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.